You're listening to the Below the Belt Show, and this is Joanna Going from Kingdom and the House of Cards. And go watch those shows on any streaming platform or DirecTV. And everybody have a very wonderful Christmas and Happy New Year and Happy Kwanzaa and Happy Hanukkah. And just uh, enjoy yourself. The Below the Belt Show is closed caption for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the Bad Boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down. Oh, I got a live one here. <laughs> <laughs> On wax off. They're here. Yeah, that's right. It's time for another episode of BTB. Not just any episode. This is one of three holiday slash Christmas shows on Below the Belt show. So let's go ahead and introduce the amazing panel. Of course, I'm your host, Al Soto, a.k.a. Celebrity Soto, your host with the most. And here to get Holly Jolly with us tonight. From top Let's, to bottom. From top to bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start out with the king of the 80s, the demotivational speaker, the one and the only Chachi McFly. Hey, what's going on? It's always my favorite time of year on BTV. Me too. Unfortunately, it's not in person like it normally is, but oh. I'm still feeling, feeling pretty um, festive. You still you still have to make the best of it, of course. Feeling hey, jolly. We, we've been keeping it going all year. That's right. You know, BTV. we're not like these other shows that shut down and stuff and like you know we keep going we keep plowing through btb a 3.0 going virtual and still through the 2020 let's go ahead and introduce that's right she's been a great part of btb over the years in the btb 2.0 at wmc studios and now 3.0 she is actress voice actress promotional model great mom the adorable (laughs) one Ali Dash. Hello. Glad to be back again. <laughs> Good to have you back on BTV, Ali. My first year, was, I think it was like 2014. Oh, snaps. That's, that's been like six years. I love a part of the show for six years. That is awesome. She spent six years below the belt. <laughs> <laughs> and now she's in her closet. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead and introduce... One of the newer recurring co-hosts on Below the Belt show, but he knocks it out of the park every time. Guys, he's the last Numenorian, one true knight, and the once and future king, Martin Lopez. Always good to be on the show. <laughs> I got all three of the taglines, right? Oh, I got them right. It's spot okay. on. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. yeah you, you only tripped up the first couple of shows. You've been dynamite <laughs> since show three four. 
go, not go, your go. fault. I threw a lot at you. There's a lot of <laughs> those things. We got well, Orions, we got kings, we got knights. It's confusing. It, it's it's wonderful. Speaking of knights and uh, lords and your grace, everybody's wearing a holiday type of attire. Myself, I am wearing my Game of Thrones holiday sweater. Tis the last season, your grace. Yeah. And I'm my lord. A, I'm in a Star Wars Vader sweater that nice. uh, has a. Uh, has the Lord of the Sith and some troopers, and he says, I find your lack of faith disturbing. <laughs> so, yes. so, so Vader's not a happy holidays guy. He's a Merry Christmas guy. <laughs> that, that is true. <laughs> Allie Dash, you got some festive stuff going on, don't you? I do. I have my Santa hat and my baby, it's cold outside sweater. All right. And Chachi McFly. What? What? Oh, nothing, nothing. Chachi McFly. Festive with the background, you got the wham, <laughs> last hat, and hat you got a Santa Santa hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, so are, are people falling over that song now that Allie's wearing on her shirt? They don't Maybe. think it's date rape anymore. Oh, you know that, that's so. You know, what do you think about that, Allie? Yeah, there was controversy about that song because from idiots from from I guess cancelers that thought. It was promoting like date rape, I guess, yeah. because it's a culture. It was one of those date rape carols. You don't remember those? Yeah. Like, yeah. Because, you know, <laughs> he's singing, you know, come inside. She's saying, oh, I don't know. Right. He's saying, you know, I'll just pour you another drink. You know, it's like, yeah. I don't know. I actually I, heard. So it was a husband and wife. Um, it was their song and they used to sing it at all. their like dinner parties and Christmas parties. Okay. Um, but like some people have said, like, with the song, it's almost, I don't know, I kind of take it as she wants to stay. And during that time, it wasn't really seen as, you know, women weren't supposed to stay the night. They had to be, you know, okay. they had to save themselves. So she's like kind of like trying to be like, well, yeah. it's, I shouldn't stay, but I like. And as they go yeah, on, like she's like, come off as trashy in the neighborhood. Yeah, Allie's 100% correct in this because, uh, um, and you hear in the song, you know, she's like, What will people say? And, yeah. You know, and she's worried about the people are going to judge her the next day for staying it's the about, night, yeah, about being judged. She's single yeah. and she's staying the night at some um dude's house, and right, wasn't it? It was frowned upon back in the day, you know, and that's. And that's why he's trying to give her an excuse because she's like, oh, well, you don't want to go outside because it's, you know, it's, it's cold, you know, it's like, hey. yeah, so like he's trying to give her an yeah. excuse to stay because she wants an excuse to stay. He's trying to give her one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so Allie, you, said, you said that was written by a, a husband and wife. Yeah, I don't know. I think they, but yeah, they were the ones they performed it because I remember when all that was coming out, I think it was their daughter. I'm not 100% sure, um, but it was, I think it was their daughter, but she was like really upset because she's like, this is my parents' song. You know, they used to sing it at all their dinner parties. Right. Um, yeah. And it wasn't Making supposed it to about be rape. like, yeah. <laughs> now, now, uh, you're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. It's definitely a rape song, though. I think we all can agree oh, on that. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. People, people, are, the people, people are the worst. People are the worst. I love, well, love that song. Well, guys, we have a festive and fun We're against rape day. on the show. Just yes, of course, absolutely. Very against rape. <laughs> we have a. You can agree to all the anti-rape. Yes, oh, we are. We are. We're very brave, taking one. a stance against rape. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, I also stance. have a festive coffee cup as well. Nice. What's on the front? It's a fox. It's from Starbucks. Oh, there you go. Nice. How is a, how is a fox festive? I'm confused. Well, it's, he's got like a little oh. like 
Polly, and like he's a festive fox. So it's and a I got fox it. I, I got it last Christmas. <laughs> it was like a Christmas mug in December. What does the fox say? Oh, what does the fox say? I remember that. (laughs) (laughs) So, let's talk about BTB tonight. It's sure going to get festive. Going to put you in the holiday spirit with our celebrity guest later on tonight. She's actress Liliana Tandon, who is in this uh, amazing holiday, I guess a holiday rom-com of sorts. Um, She plays a character where she tries to find a husband so she can inherit a trust fund before Christmas. Wow. <laughs> she actually wrote the script and she stars in it. Her name oh. is Liliana Tandon and um, it aired on November 8th, but it will be re-airing this Sunday, December 13th at 9 PM Eastern. Um, so we're going to be promoting the, um, the re-air date of that amazing film. Um, yeah. She is a great comedic actress. I watched her web series, Period Piece. I don't know if you guys read about or looked into Period Piece. It's really unique in a weird kind of way. She goes to different it's periods of time. It's weird just because you're a boy. That's why. It's just ah, okay, okay. That's fair. <laughs> like the Civil War era, the 1800s um, France, or um, the Wild West. And every webisode, which is about two minutes long, they're very short, is about menstruation. Um, oh. And... It ties into, um, you know, um, a fact about menstruation during that time in a funny skit. And You're an it, expert now. Yeah, I, I guess so. <laughs> I guess okay, I, very, since I watched the website. Yeah. <laughs> See, at first I was going to say, like, is this part of the uh, movie? I'm like, oh, no, this you said is a webisode. So I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Is, oh, this I'm is like, different. oh, it's a nice... A nice um, holiday, holiday movie about menstruation. I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't want to confuse you. It's a completely different project that she won an award for uh, for her impression of Donald Trump in one of the episodes that's, that she did. I was say, that's a totally different take on Rudolph. Yes. The red-nosed reindeer. I get it, Chuck. Oh, is that different. a ferret? Yeah. Aww. Yeah, I got two little boys that run around the room. Causing <laughs> <Lots of> problems. <laughs> well, let's... um. Talk about everything going on in the world of uh, entertainment right now, guys. Um, Big news in um, film releases. This actually broke right after we wrapped last week's show, but we didn't get to talk about it. But they're they're doing the same thing they're doing for Wonder Woman, which is a Warner Brothers property. In 2021, a whole slate of Warner Brothers films will be released simultaneously. On HBO Max and the theater, um, these movies include Tom and Jerry, Godzilla vs. Kong, Mortal Kombat, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, In the Heights, Space Jam, A New Legacy, The Suicide Squad, Mm. Reminiscence, Malignant, The Many Saints of Newark, which is the Sopranos sequel, or rather prequel, Um, King Richard, Cry Macho, and these two big films was I'm Shocked, Matrix 4 and Dune. All I'm those so movies oh, yes. you can watch in the comfort of your own living room if you have HBO Max subscription. I have HBO Max. I know, right? It's They really want to <laughs> they really want to compete with Netflix. I yeah, they're taking a shot at the crown. I <laughs> am shocked that they would... See, I would have thought they would do the theater one week and then HBO Max, or maybe yeah, even a few weeks. But they're releasing it on the same day. And 
I know a lot of people aren't happy, but the CEO Warner Brothers says we're living in an unprecedented times, which calls for creative solutions. Um, no one wants films back on the big screens more than we do. And they said after considering all available options, the projected state of movie going throughout 2021 we came to the conclusion that this was the best way for more warner media's motion picture business to, to navigate the next 12 months here's um my question. i'm sorry i didn't know if yeah you... no i'm going yeah here's, totally. here's my question if you're an investor in one of those products right especially one of those major tiers that had a job like the, the a shot at pulling in hundreds of millions globally yeah. how do you not lose your freaking mind and I, I, you know, I don't know how the paperwork works, but I would love to know, like, legally, what happens if you are a producer or or part equity share of those project, and they just decide to flush global global movie sales. That's a very good point. In yeah. fact, here, someone who is very vocal about his this this uh, satisfaction with it is Christopher Nolan, the director of Warner Brothers' um, Batman trilogy, the first Bat, the more, more recent Batman trilogy. Um, and of course, he did Tenet. Um, and, you know, that was one of the few blockbusters that um, was in the theater. So he uh, expressed deep dissatisfaction. He said, mm. there's such controversy around it because they didn't tell anyone. Okay. So anyone as in, I guess, the people, the stakeholders, the people involved. It's very, very, very messy. A real bait and switch. Yeah. It's sort of not how you treat filmmakers and stars yeah. and people who these guys have given a lot for these projects. They deserve to be consulted and spoken to about what was going to happen with their work. So basically, they didn't consult with the filmmakers. They, they, the Warner Brothers executive, they, they just did it. They just did it on their own. Made the decision on. Didn't talk to the A-listers. Didn't talk to the directors. They just fucking did it on their own. Yeah, so. and, and I agree with Mr. Nolan in in those uh, stars too. I mean, certain mm -hmm. movies like, do I want to see Dune as soon as possible? Yes. But I do want to see Dune on the big screen for the first time. Like, what if the first yeah. time you saw Star Wars wasn't in a theater? It right. would affect the experience. Right. right. Absolutely. So, you know, I mean, they're going to kill the whole movie theater industry. And I know Warner Brothers trying to say, like, oh, it was only for a year or whatever. I'm like, well, you know what? If they make money on this, they're going to keep doing the next, it. Yeah, yeah. It's not a one the next and platform's done gonna... type of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, but you know, I can't see them making money over the long run because how much money are they actually going to make for um, HBO Max sales? I mean, they already had HBO and already got yeah. a, a ton of subscribers for that. So how much extra mm -hmm. are they making from HBO Max? It's going to be able to pay. I mean, you know, they're going to be making like two billion dollars on it or whatever that they'd probably yeah. make from all these films, you know, added together. Yeah. And if people you know? have the option, that's the thing. They should have made it theater. Or they should have what they should have done was done at theater first, so yeah. that the, the people that are, are bloodthirsty for these movies go. Yeah, and then a month the later, ones, and then a month later, put them HBO Max. Yeah. And the reason um, I I think that it would work is because you will get the people that are either you know are safe from COVID because they have antibodies, or they are brave enough to you know to go to the theater during this pandemic, and then you'll get all the HBO subscribers after that. So I. And if, but the thing is, if you release them at the same day, they're gonna think, okay, can I stay in the comfort of my own home, or am I gonna go to the theater? Right, so right, right. that's where I think. And that's plus, if where, you have a, I mean, how much is HBO Max a month? Fifteen bucks. That's yeah, fourteen ninety nine. Yeah, so if you yeah. have like, you know, if you have any kids or whatever, if you have like two people in your family, like it's gonna be cost effective for you to stay at home. You know, especially like traveling and getting dinner somewhere or getting snacks there. I mean, it's 
it's going to be really bad for movie theaters. Um, so uh, and, and people, a lot of people are happy. They're like, oh, I'm so happy it's coming out early. But like, you're not going to get these big budget movies anymore if all the movies are going straight to um, streaming. Right. Because like some of these movies cost, you know, what like, like 100 million to make, a couple hundred million to make more. Right. You know, so you're not going to get these big budget movies like you had been doing. You know, you'll get the smaller movies that well, are fine on these platforms. They're going to have to take the loss early. Marvel didn't give in yet because we're not seeing Black Widow yet. They haven't made an announcement, but you know. And Again, it, this is temporary, guys. This it, is temporary. The with what they're saying, though, I don't, I don't believe it is. You don't believe yeah. it? You don't believe? I think it really is pandemic related. You think when the pandemic goes away, they'll still do the HBO Max? You think? Yeah, still- yeah. I mean, really? I mean, if, if this is successful for them, I mean, but I don't think it's going to be successful in the long run because it's too many movies are releasing, and they're not charging extra like how Disney um, Plus charges, right? right. Disney Plus charges extra for Mulan. They did charge extra for Milan. Is yeah. this, yeah. this going to be just included with HBO Max for 15 bucks a month? I believe so. And, and HBO subscribers um, on cable get yeah, HBO there's Max. There's no well. way they make the money back. Just one, yeah. movie, ticket. one movie ticket is $15. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, like, I, I love the movie theater experience. I love seeing it on the big screen. Yes, you know, yes. I love the surround sound. And like you just can't get the same experience in your home. I mean, I don't care how nice your home theater is. Right. Which You're is why right. millionaire. Yeah, which is why Marvel's holding out. Marvel's move those superhero movies have to be on a big screen. That's I part agree. of it, right? Yeah, that is part of the experience. And guys. I don't know what the rush is. I know they so, want to make some money back, but it's like if the movie's done, like you're still gonna make the money down the road. It's not like people are gonna forget about it. And see they and also they're announcing their whole slate of twenty twenty one movies. Right. Why not just say um the first quarter of twenty twenty one? Why just yeah. say we're not going to get through this pandemic. We're not going to have vaccines and people go safe, you know, be safely in the movie theater again, you know? Were, but any, the, of the, were there any of them like slated to be released like later in 2021 that are now going to be released? I think so. I think those are pretty much all the Warren, big Warner Brother movies of 2021. It was a, I skipped a few that I wasn't familiar with the title with, but I think those are all of the Warner Brothers, wow. specifically the studio Warner Brothers film. So, but the first one is Wonder Woman 1984, which our buddy Lion Beckwith is in. So make sure you check it out. Uh, Wonder Woman 1984, the first film on Christmas Day, guys. Um, you do not want to miss it. Um, a lot of the DMV actors also were background actors, including myself. It was a pleasure to be on set. Ali Dash was in the house as well. What? Ali Dash was in Wonder Woman 1984. Yes. You was- talked. Oh, I wait. hated Mike. <laughs> we'll talk about that costume after the 25th, Allie. <laughs> I, I, had, I had no business being in that movie, but I was on set for Sunday and got to sit in the picture chair. <laughs> See how cool is that, man? I met Patty Jenkins, so that was pretty cool. <laughs> I was so glad by the time I met you, like, we were talking to Patty Jenkins, and then, like, yeah. I came around and you had just stopped talking to her. <laughs> I missed it by, like, a minute because of my... <laughs> I know I was, I was looking for you, Allie. I was looking for you. But the early reviews are in, and they're all really good um, for Wonder Woman 1984. Um, one uh, review said, I really wasn't expecting to love Wonder Woman 1984, but is without a doubt the movie we need right now. Good, good. Okay. Full of wonder, optimism, and near fetish obsession. Fetish? Weird. <laughs> weird. Good. <laughs> a lot of these reviewers try to be so avant-garde. Like an excellent reviews. film. I can't wait to see Gal Gadot and her fetish, whatever. And it's precious, right? Yeah. Wonder like Woman. Kind of movie. I mean, it is one of my fetishes, but right, Gal Gadot yeah. is, yeah. Yeah. But she, he continues, or or she. Yeah. Wonder Woman 1984 is quite simply the best DC film since The Dark Knight. 
Whoa. Wow. Snap. Okay. That is what another review. 1984 made me cry several times, sometimes in the most unexpected places. It's the only kind of superhero movie I have time for right now. Uh, one that can still see beauty in our broken world. Well, interesting. I, I hate all these reviewers. The, the, shut up. <laughs> you say it was a good movie. I don't need to be tied with a woman into this whole world and everything. Well, I mean, it is a well, pandemic and, and and social injustice. It takes like, place in '84 yeah. when when life was wonderful, anyways. So there, was, there, there was no pandemic yeah. except for the AIDS. I pandemic. wasn't alive yet. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. None of us were, but I know. Yeah. Well, I'm, so, I'm just glad she didn't get canceled for beating up line in the beginning because you know, right? Hitting a black man over and over again. <laughs> Translating well in modern society. So. <laughs> she, is, she, is, she is a Jewish woman, though. So I think it's allowed, right? <laughs> oh, God. That's the bad. film just opens up with racial violence. And oh, my yeah, God. yeah. Like, <laughs> so Gal Gadot, she's got a lot of other yeah, problems. It's not, it's not uh, beating if you're enjoying it. <laughs> I love right? that meme, though, of like her punching lion. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You gotta love it. You gotta we'll love it. lion on our show after it comes out. Yes, about. there you go. At that, there you go. You got to get the the Cal Drogo of the DMV. Um, but Gal is actually uh, <laughs> she has she actually has another project. Um, in addition to Wonder Woman, yeah. Um, she's teaming up with uh, Skydance Media for um something called Heart of Stone, a franchise uh that has uh, the Aeronauts filmmaker Tom Harper attached to direct. And the script is from that Netflix film, The Old Guard, Greg Rucka. Um, and it's got a lot of people attached to it. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's a spy film that, that will be, um, yeah, I, I'm guessing it will be streaming. Um, but um, I guess they haven't announced that yet. Um, but uh, that's something to look forward to. Um, but, yes, there's still people going it's to the that people, people love Gal. They love Wonder Woman. But yet, you know, they um, hate women. They hate Captain Marvel. What, what, you know, what? Um... That wasn't a good movie. I love both, though. I loved Captain Marvel, and I yeah. loved Wonder Woman. Really? I'm a fan of both. I, 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 I Wonder Woman, I think, so much Marvel better. Was like a B minus. Yeah. <laughs> Which one? Captain Marvel, I didn't, I didn't like quite as you much. Didn't? Like, it wasn't I bad, it. but yeah, it was. It was... It was like Samuel Jackson. That? You hear the sound? Right. That's what it was. Lower I, I love the. I liked it a lot, and I love the cat, the flurkin. It was in like, the yeah, '90s yeah. vibes. Yeah, that and Samuel Jackson's the best part. I was disappointed in the '90s because I, I didn't think they went enough of the '90s. Yeah. Um, they had a lot of potential. I mean, it was cool seeing the blockbuster or whatever, but I, I thought they could do a lot more with the '90s because, like, you know, some of the stuff takes place in the '80s, which I love, but you don't see much uh, people going back to the '90s. So yep. I think that was a big opportunity they kind of like dropped. But I'm looking forward to. Hopefully, we, um, it sounds like Wonder Woman is going to do the '80s in the right way. You know, and yes, they are. I can tell you some aspects. Small, yeah. like definitely, definitely looks as well. Oh, and, um, stranger yes. things. Oh yes, the mall yeah. looks amazing. It was That's epic. It was, it was epic. Yeah. So the number one movie is still The Crudes, A New Age, the animated film. Um, Half Brothers uh, is the number two film. Um, people said it was really good. You actually went to the theater and watched it? Yeah. Look at you! You're a beast with the movie theater, Josh. <laughs> um, freaky, um, number three movie, which I did brave the theater and go. Yeah, see. that was really good. I enjoy that movie. Yeah, all my life, number four, and still number five, though the War of Grandpa, um, which is um, surprising that it's still, um, still in the top five. 
Um, upcoming uh, movies you'll see in um, in the theaters will be the the re-edit of The Godfather Part Three. So that is slated to be released in theaters. Um, Interesting. Yep. Um, so it's just uh, completely uh, revamped, re-edited, um, maybe in, improved audio and visuals for the the God the third Godfather movie. Um, so look out for that as well. Um, so let's talk about some films in production. Yeah, yeah, Godfather three. I mean, that was definitely the most panned movie out of the three, and was very yes. disappointing for a lot of people. I, I watched all three, and, so and that was definitely my least favorite one. Yeah. But apparently, he re-edits this movie and changes it around a lot of the scenes, and, and it makes it much, a lot better, right? Much better edit, um, as far yeah. as I've heard. So there you I go. Hope I hope so. It, it sounds to me like they also need to rewrite and reshoot some of it back in time. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they cut down some scenes. Um, in the movie and they added some extended scenes cool well let's talk about some movies in production for starting with the marvel universe alfred molina returning to the spider-verse guys can you believe it he played dr octopus in toby Maguire's spider-man sequel and he's going to reprise his role for the third installment of the tom holland Spider-Man, and a lot of people are asking, how is that possible? Well, it's you know, it's all about the Spider-Verse <laughs> and the Multiverse, yes. Yeah, so is I it really? Yes, it is. Yes, it's it is. So that's, oh, are we going to see Toby? We're going to see Toby well, as a different Spider-Man. I heard well, him, Kirsten Dunst, um, Andrew Garfield, and so possibly they, Emma Stone are all coming so back. So they've only confirmed that the, the, the credible news outlets have, yeah. <laughs> have uh, confirmed um, Alfred Molina. But they have not confirmed Kirsten Dunst yet. I I did see that, but I was like, this the website it's that not I saw like confirmed it on. Some, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was funny. It tends to talk a lot about rumors, and I was like, ah. Yeah. But hey, if they already you know have Kirsten Dunst, you said Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield. Yeah. Well, I did they, see Jimmy Kimmel was talking with Zendaya um, on set, and he was like, so is Spider Man three. Is it Spider-Man three because there's going to be three Spider-Men and Zendaya was kind of like, I can neither confirm or deny. Oh God! And so I was like wow. kind of into. Dude, um, that's just gonna be awesome to have all three: mm-hmm. Andrew Garfield, Tom Holland, and Tobey Maguire in it. Um, mm-hmm. And that's a while cool ago, tying together all the Spider-Man. Tying it all together, mm-hmm. we already we already mentioned that uh, Jamie Fox will return, you know, um, to reprise his role. So, um, and also Benedict Cumberbatch will be making an appearance as Doctor Strange as well. And isn't his movie called um, Doctor, like something about the multiverse? Yes. It is. Which comes out a couple months later. That's yeah. right. Look yeah. at you so, putting the pieces together. Very good, Alan. <laughs> so the, we'll, we'll get a taste of that multiverse in that Spider-Man movie, and then it will probably continue in the Doctor Strange movie. So and it's that's, kind of, yeah. It's kind of a cool way to like all the Spider-Man like flops to be able to bring them all together. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, there's a well, reason we kept redoing it. Exactly. It <laughs> yeah, yeah quite it was well. a 20-year plan in the making. Yeah, we like, totally. Yeah. Chess moves. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> this is interesting, Chachi. You sent me this, that um, actress Amanda Seyfried, which is one of the few, one of the photo ops I'm very jealous of, by the way, that you, you were able to meet her. Um, Amanda Seyfried revealed that she had been offered the role of Gamora in Guardians of the Galaxy. 
Um, but she thought the premise of the story was too bizarre for her liking. <laughs> She's probably she regretting said, that now. Yeah. She said, who wants to see a movie about a talking tree and a raccoon? <laughs> and she said, I was very, very wrong. <laughs> yeah. And not only is she well, wrong about the movie, you... then she mentioned my favorite character. I love I the raccoon. That's my boy. Yeah, yeah, I know. Did she know it was I mean, Marvel? She clearly knew it was Marvel, but I guess she thought the script was too odd and bizarre, you know? Yeah, I mean, you she the, thought uh, it would be a bomb. outline of Star Wars before that came out, there, um, A New Hope, you would have like thought it was an insane movie. Yeah. Like, there's, there's, like, a, there's a robot trash can, and, like... Well, even George yeah. Lucas, I think, thought it was going to flop. He yeah. was like, oh, maybe he's not going to do anything. Star Wars? Star Wars. Star Wars. Oh, Star Wars. Okay, yeah, he Star was Wars. like, oh, this isn't going yeah, to go happened. anywhere. I remember hearing Will Smith talking about passing on the Matrix, and like, I felt yeah. it. Like, it goes out of a huge blockbuster. He's like, listen to this pitch, man. So there's these guys that are good <laughs> at computers, and this one guy goes into the computer to be better at, you know, like being a program so that they don't have to be in the computer anymore. He's like, it just didn't sound like it's going to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would, I would have a series like a on Netflix or whatever, just of, of interviewing people who turned down great roles and like how they, how much they There's regret so it. So many now. of them. Yeah, like it's just <laughs> I always love to hear these stories because I mean you could really feel it. Like I mean because that's something that yeah. any of us could do, you know, because as an actor you could offer so many different roles and try for different roles and that you know that you could pass on and like uh, you yeah. know a lot of it are just garbage and then every once in a while you pass on a a thing that could could have you know made you a superstar or whatever you're or yeah. took you to a new level like it's just yeah like yeah. you never know some movie premises are so weird have you heard uh the comedian paul mulaney talking about back to the future no <laughs> he goes he goes who comes up with this he's like all right so we got a high school kid that for some reason hangs out with a disgraced nuclear <laughs> physicist all day yeah, yeah. who's 50 and that's yeah. fine and he's like but you sell him on that and they make this time machine and he's like what are you gonna do with it go kill hitler and they're like no we we thought it'd be interesting if he went back and almost fucked his mom. <laughs> oh man, no, he... it's a great like. What is up with that script? The script's all over the place. She was coming on to him, oh. but he wasn't. I don't think he was gonna give it. He to wasn't her. really gonna. I don't think he, tried, man. he had to. He had to. He had to bump mom off. Yeah. You know, you know, but 1985, um, the Ed Thompson was was pretty hot. You know. Uh -huh. Hell yes. And <laughs> have you seen our daughter, Chachi? Yes. Which, Oh my God! I just like her She's from back in the day. Smokes. That's amazing. All right, so DC films news. Okay, so the an upcoming DC film uh, is the Plastic Man movie. Are you familiar with Plastic Man? So Plastic Man, he's kind of like uh, um, uh, Doctor Reed Richards in Fantastic Four. He's got the elongated, you know, limb power, but. I think the difference oh, with Plastic all. Man, right? <laughs> I think Plastic Man can uh, change into different objects. Yeah. Where I think that's where it's a little different. Um, so they tapped the writer, Kat Vasco, to script um, Plastic Man. So this is where I'm confused. And Chachia, I'm sure you might have an opinion. Plastic oh, Man is a male character, yeah. but they want it to be a female-led action adventure. But the title of the movie is Plastic Man. So this is where I... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they just trying to make it female-led for a male superhero? Just for just for it's, to be woke? Or, you know... Thor's name I, is Thor Odin's son, and they turned it into a, a good, girl. Yes, Thor Love and Thunder. Thor Odin's son. Although Chris Hemsworth is still the lead in that. And, 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 but, you know, uh, I, mean, yeah. I mean, honestly, honestly, the, which, which gender has more um, plastic parts, though? 
as a whole. Oh, <gasps> don't, don't say, don't say, oh, like, 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 I'm out of, look at, lo- look out of line now. Have you seen Hollywood? I have. I've seen the Kardashians. Yes, yes, exactly. I mean, <laughs> it'd be kind of cool if her lips go out real far. Uh, Plastic woman's lips. Oh, uh, the worst. Stuff or like, oh, I don't uh, get the uh, whole lips thing. I don't, I don't know. Thank you. Like, that, that it's so, so weird. It drives me nuts. You. Never turns it out well. Like it, like they got it in a like good, oh, it looks not a flattering look. I don't. Mm-hmm. And if you do, be very subtle about it. Don't go over the yeah. top. Yeah. Be natural, women. It's like, like they like ate guys. something bad, or like got a bee, mm-hmm. like a bee sting on their lips. I don't know. Yeah, it, it never, looks, never looks good. Never looks good. But before we get in more trouble, uh, <laughs> Oscar Isaac is attached to play Solid Snake in oh, the upcoming oh, oh. action movie Metal Gear Solid. So far, gamers, I know Big Nick is probably oh, excited oh about goodness. this. Yeah, that's that's uh, an iconic role. That's like one of the greatest all-time video yeah. game roles. I would kill to play Solid Snake. Damn. And Oscar Isaac's the man. I mean, he's Poe Dameron in Star Wars. He's going to be the Moon Knight uh, character in the Disney Plus series. So, dude's killing it, man. You got to give yeah, it. Yeah, uh, he is killing it. Yeah. Uh, other movie news: Neil Blomkamp, the director of District Nine, has filmed a secret supernatural horror film. Uh, that was made during the pandemic, so maybe he was trying to uh, go over the heads of all the uh, protocols, <laughs> I guess, uh, uh, during the uh, uh, pandemic in an absence of being able to shoot his latest sci-fi. So he did it very sneaky there, okay? Um, that but guy does great work. District 9 was a great film. I haven't and, seen uh, and also Elysium, yeah. Chappie. Um, yeah, he's re- the, I, I've watched... All those movies multiple times. Yes. Like I'll only go back and watch a film if it's really, you know, like the staging has to matter, the pacing has yeah. to matter. Like he's, yeah. those are great films. Yep, and plot details are kept under wraps. So, so it's a secret movie in more ways than one. <laughs> All right. Um. So uh, Jeremy Irons and Lady Gaga will be uh, um, opposite in the movie Gucci, um, where Lady Gaga will portray Patricia Reggiani, the ex-wife of Maurizio Gucci. Um, she had been uh, banned after 12 years of marriage by Gucci 1985 for a younger woman. Oh boy. So it's a story about the Gucci murder. Um, really, um, set to be, um, released, um, in 2021, uh, fall of 2021. They have a set date of November, but that could change. Um, Oh, so another good period piece of film, uh, not to be confused with our uh, guest web series, period piece, but uh, Cynthia Erivo, who did great in Harriet, she was nominated for for an Oscar for that, is set to star and produce oh, yeah, She was great film. in that movie. Wasn't she great? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, set to star and produce a film based on the life of Sarah Forbes Bonetta, the 19th century African princess who, after being orphaned and enslaved by a West African king, was taken in by Queen Victoria's court. Okay. Very interesting. Um, so, uh, yeah, that, that's kind of a cool um, um, story there. Um, yeah, yeah, I like these movies that are based on true stories. Exactly. So, so, yeah, I can learn a little bit, you know, while I see a movie. Exactly. Get educated. Get educated. Yeah. Ben Stiller will pr- uh, produce um, a biopic uh, based on his favorite basketball player in New York Knicks um hall of famer nba legend and hall of famer bernard king so no the film will, yeah the uh, film will be based on king's autobiography game face a lifetime of hard-earned lessons on and off the basketball court um 
I don't think it will be a comedy since it's a biopic, but I always yeah, think of Ben Stiller in uh, Dodgeball. Yeah, it's weird to think of Ben Stiller doing something dramatic and Ben Stiller to be somehow very much vested in NBA basketball. Just none of this makes sense. In yeah. My yeah. This is yeah. an odd combination. It's <laughs> a very, very odd combination. Well, this is kind of odd, but not too Is he playing the title role? No, no. He's no. producing. He's producing. He's, he's producing, yeah. I don't think he'll play. <laughs> I don't think he played Bernard King. Ben Stiller in the paint. Boom. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's a little short. Yes. And yes. also white, so. Right. He's, well, I mean, he's a good actor, though. He can, he can yeah, pull it off. <laughs> yeah. You just concentrate the melanin in your skin. white to black. You know, it's, it's frowned upon. It's frowned it is frowned upon, upon yeah. Uh, let's see. Upon. Speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy, Chris Pratt. Starlet himself has signed on to produce and star in a coming-of-age independent comedy called The Black Belt. Ooh. So uh, the film centers on a, a shy teen boy on his quest for an expertise in karate and his unorthodox uncle who guides him along the way. This sounds a lot like Karate Kid. Yeah, exactly <laughs> like Karate Kid. Let me guess, his uncle's from Okinawa. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so David Fincher's a period piece drama Mank is on Netflix now. If you want to check it out, um, it is onto my uh, watch list. But it's about the the battle between citizens, uh, Susan Kane, screenwriter and director Orson Welles over the writing yeah. credits of the film. And there was some controversy mm-hmm. about this because they cast an um, Gary Oldman, who's 62 years old, the love interest who plays his wife. Mank's wife, because he plays Mankowitz. She's 33. Her what? name is, and it's just how, and it's it's just the Hollywood controversy where um, they don't cast women over 40, and they always cast women. And the much, men are always so old. Much much younger than their counterparts. You're, yeah, it's I mean, so frustrating to see. I, was, I wasn't even aware this was a thing. All right, I'm listening. Like, why is this? A, why is it an um, issue? I can't remember what the act. Well, because then like. It's like me. I just turned 32 two weeks ago. It's like, do we have like, how come, you know, men can keep on oh, working gotcha. and working, and then women's like, nope, you can't be the leading woman anymore when you hit like 35. Well, the problem right, so was, I'll, is the wife well, was the is, same age as Mankowitz. Yeah, yeah so they, yeah. why not cast the 50 to 60 year old? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, in real life, they were the same age. But Meryl Streep yeah. can't. Meryl right. Streep can't be in everything, I guess. You know, so they have to. <laughs> She's like the go-to yeah. older actress, and, but they yeah, and they they do bring women back in when they're really old, right? Like as a waitress, like actress, you gotta like go away for a bit, and then like you can come then, back in once you're in the elderly grandma role. Yes. Like okay, mm-hmm. now you can circle back around. Yeah. One thing, like you know, there can you know obviously be like older men with younger women, but like when it's all the time, and it's like mm-hmm. oh, because no, I forgot what the actress's name was, but she was close. I he was she was she was like 15 years younger than the actor. Um, Wait, and they Amanda like, Seyfried and Kevin Bacon, I believe, right? I can't remember, but the one actress, the they were like, you're too old to play the love interest. And she's like, oh, oh. I'm younger than him. Like, what the hell? Uh, yeah, and they were like, sorry, yeah. but you're too, you're too old to be the, even though she was like 15 years younger, she was right. too old to be his <laughs> love interest. So it's like yeah. stuff like that where it's like. The writer of the film actually pointed that out and it's uh it's um it's a vast age gap between actors and actresses is all too common in Hollywood. Yeah, but and notes but let's, let's, there isn't a single woman all of a sudden Hollywood respects older men either. I mean they they respect them more than older women. I'll give you that. 
Right. But you look at all these shows and like, you know, when they bring back, you know, actors, you know, 20 years later and they're replaying their same roles and it's always about their fucking kids and stuff. Like, <laughs> it's never enough to have the, old, the, the original actors back doing stuff. It's always got to be like, oh, well, these young kids are cool and stuff. And if you watch like the new, like, Say by the Bell, like, it was all the old people from Say by the Bell are all the assholes and don't know anything. And these young kids are all cool when they're telling, and they're showing them what's up and everything. It's like, it's always ageism in Hollywood, you know. It, it, it definitely works in women. And it, even in music, I think, music's ageism, like, you'll have somebody like like Bruce Springsteen putting out great music still, but it's never right. going to be the on top billboard charts. The top because he's older, you know? And, like, even Madonna is, like, a fucking legend, but, you know, she's probably um, can, like, crack the um, album now. The, For her new stuff, right? Yeah. So it's, right. it's always... That's a very good point, People give respect to the young, and they shit on the old. Mm-hmm. It's, it's frustrating. Well, this is interesting. They're doing something different with two women with a big age gap for the movie Amamite uh, with Kate Winslet and Sir Sharonin. Um, they're playing um, a lesbian uh, couple. Uh, Kate Winslet plays a paleontologist, Mary Anning, who spends most of her days selling fossils to tourists. And then um, she meets um, Charlotte, and the two women develop an intense bond. Um, this is uh, I, reportedly Saoirse's first nude scenes uh, is uh, her scenes with um, intimate scenes with Kate Winslet. Um, so la ti da, la If you want to check it out, um, I, I actually scandals. I'm not I sure actually, it matters who you get naked with the the first time. Yeah. <laughs> I actually watched a uh, a SAG uh, Q and A um, with um, with Saoirse and Kate talking about how nervous or I, I guess initially they were about it until they talked about the scene. Um, and it was Saoirse's 25th birthday. So they're roughly 20 years apart um, playing lovers in this film. So um, any opinion on that, Ali? Is that okay with, if it's women? I it feel like it's the same, like, I don't okay. know. It's <laughs> same as... Well, those Either are way. two films that uh, have Oscar contention, so definitely worth checking out. There's some Star Wars news. So, um, yeah, so George Lucas had a very candid interview um, recently with Paul Duncan, author Paul Duncan, a part, a part uh, which is going to be a part of the Star Wars archives, episodes one through three. Um, I guess it's some kind of um, biography, I guess. But he said something very interesting. Um, so he said he spent his last, basically spent most of his life creating Star Wars. And it, and he was talking about giving it up for the new films that we saw with J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson. He said, I spent my life creating Star Wars 40 years and giving it up was very, very painful when he sold the rights to Star Wars to Disney. And he added, I thought, I was going to still have a, a, a little bit, bit more say in the process because he started them, but they want to do something completely different. Um, things don't always work out the way you want. Life is like that. And um, he actually, he revealed some things he would have done for the new movies. Darth Maul would have, would have returned wow. as the primary uh, antagonist. Yeah. And Leia would have emerged as the trilogy's chosen one. Um, in his original 
outlines or I don't know if you I, could describe. I would have liked that that better. I, I I was I never got the whole yeah. Dooku Tyrannus thing. It didn't land for me the, the way that Mullen, the Count Dooku, Darth Tyrannus, the second Sith Lord uh, backup well, he, guy. Well, he that was that was um Lucas's film. I, this was going to be the sequel trilogy. Oh, the guys uh, which after. was okay. for, which was Force Awakens. Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. Lucas okay. was not involved with any of those three films. Yeah. He was involved with the prequels, though, um, with yeah, Count Dooku and all that. Um, yeah. I, st- I still would have George... rather seen Darth Maul in the. Uh... Yeah, I was combining him in my head, right? Yeah, Darth no, that's okay. Him. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. I think nine movies. I think he definitely like, regretted killing off, off um, Darth Maul. You know, so so early as he did. Well, you, I not, guess you're... he didn't die. He didn't die. Yeah, you're, you're not familiar yeah, with it, right? Yeah. He was one of the most engaging characters to actually come out of that yeah. story. I, I had a really hard Absolutely. time caring about new guys, but I, people liked Maul. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so in Clone Wars, uh, if, if you guys didn't yeah. know. I need, to, I need to watch Clone Wars now. They, they put into canon that Darth Maul survived that drop. He was given mechanical legs. And if any of you guys seen the Solo movie, which in which is the um, in the timeline way, way later than episode one, you already know that Darth Maul does survive, and he is on that um, Skype call, I yeah. guess. <laughs> well, I enjoyed Solo. Yeah, so not only that, survived. if you go back and watch The Clone Wars, he's the only guy who sees Sidious' plan, which I thought was such a brilliant plot twist. Like, right at the end of The Clone Wars, like, he uh, puts the pieces together, and he's like, <laughs> oh, I know it's going to happen. <laughs> oh, no, I don't think it's that big of a sport. All right, Ali, you, did, you watched Mandalorian, right? So we can I talk did. about it, right? It was before, so before, good. before that, before that, like, um, I, think, I think Lucas, okay, Lucas guys, would have did the next trilogy. He would have if all the fans didn't <laughs> shit on him for the prequels. Oh, yeah, if he, they ruined that poor little kid's life. Yeah, <laughs> like, 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 got, little Anakin, like he. Yeah, but I mean, if Lucas got the same amount of love he got for the original um, trilogy, he, he would have gladly have yeah. like he would be like, screw, screw my daughter, I don't care, I'm doing the, the other trilogy, and that was his baby, you know. But he figured like, you know, mm-hmm. he got roasted over the, you know the, um, yeah. the prequel so much, he's yeah. like, I don't like going through that again, and then plus miss my daughter growing up and stuff. Exactly. Oh, yeah. like, he's talking about a lot of great ideas. I mean, I, I honestly, you know, wonder if I would. Well, we first. didn't like the we didn't really like the prequels that much. Although I did like episode three. Um, yeah, I, just, I enjoyed I that. Enjoyed one. all the prequels. You know, it, it, the problem is like the original Star Wars is so iconic now. It's never going to be as good as that, no matter what you do. You know, in that kind of format. You know, I just don't think it's ever going to be as good. I mean, nothing's ever going to top Darth Vader. You know, it's just it's a whole other level now, especially because when you grow up with something when you're a kid, it's all, it's always going to be like the best, you know? Um, right. You know, I just, actually like, have yet to see rise of Skywalker. Oh. What? I know. I've, I hate, like, I loved the force. I really enjoyed the force awakens, but I cannot, I, I did not like the last Jedi. Yeah, so I got so irritated. We're with you. It's like the Goonies. They always talk about doing the sequel for the Goonies. You're never going to make it as good as the Goonies, no matter what you do, even if you do somehow make a better film. You're never gonna, it's never gonna be received better than the original Goonies. Exactly. Well, let's move on to the Mandalorian, guys. Episode six um, was one of the strongest episodes of season two. It was called The Tragedy. Robert Rodriguez directed this episode, guys. Oh my God, so much action in this episode. We sadly saw Grogu, Baby Yoda, get abducted by the. What are they called? The Dark Troopers? Is that is that what they're called, Allie? Um, the Dark Troopers with, with crazy ridiculous powers um, flies down from Moff Gideon's ship 
and 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 just takes Baby Yoda from the Seeing Stone. So we didn't get to see which Jedi would have responded to Baby Yoda to his beck and call. <laughs> I uh, wonder if we'll eventually see, like, if they'll bring in, like, a Luke or a Leia. So or a young we were Han. talking about this. Uh, yeah, we were talking about this last week about the possible Jedis, and mm-hmm. there are not so many, many Jedis possibilities. Left. Well, there's there's a few possibilities because well, I mean, like possibilities with like bringing, well, uh, the original ca- like characters. You could do the, the original characters. You could recast them, or you could de-age uh, Mark Hamill. But obviously, Leia has passed. You know, um, uh, Carrie Fisher passed away. Um, it's now like they canon did in that Solo. makes Windu, Sam Jackson, yeah. is now um, has survived his fall because we never see, see him die. He could be a possibility. And then there's of course from. Uh, Rebels, uh, Ezra Bridger, and of course, there's the Force Ghost of Yoda. So there's many Jedi that supposedly would show up, uh, that could show up. And uh, but of course, that was uh, temporarily halted because uh, we just have got that action-packed episode where Baby Yoda was abducted. Uh, but other than that, we actually a lot of people were talking about Boba Fett. Uh, so um, Boba Fett, my God. Um, it was amazing to see Tamara Morrison back and for him to talk to Mando, to ask him to give him back the armor. And then he proved that he was indeed the descendant of Jango Fett. So he got the armor and he just freaking kicked ass in that scene, guys, taking out all those stormtroopers. And I think that weapon belonged to the Sand People. And he was just yeah. like killing every <laughs> stormtrooper. And then we saw Ming-Na Wen's character, who we thought was dead in season one. We thought she had passed away. But her character returned, um, so they teamed up, and um, yeah, and Mando and the and uh, Boba and Ming No Wen, yeah, took out all the stormtroopers, and then uh, sadly we saw we saw poor baby Yoda <laughs> taken away. Who was my favorite? I uh, you know, but I think Star Wars tends to have happy endings. Yeah, oh, but I'm sure again, Grogu is gonna be. No, but you know what? It's a series. They can't you know, like. They Empire would not. Back is a sad ending. Except for Empire Strikes Back. That was Nothing a sad good ending. Happens in that movie. <laughs> but but we did have a third. We did have Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah that was that was part of a story though, a part yeah. of a trilogy. It wasn't like right. a standalone. Trust me, Baby Yoda's going nowhere. Like yeah, oh, I, I mean, know. Like, and that people were like, sound. oh, he might turn to the dark side or whatever. I mean, no, they're making a killing off of. Um, Baby Yoda toys. It's He's all... not going anywhere. That's pretty bad. So then they could release. Like I said, that's why John Cena. Has been a face for the last like you know 30 years in wrestling because because they're making so much money off of him being a face you know yeah. they're not going to turn Baby Yoda heel. <laughs> that will never Yoda. ever happen. His skin yeah, goes black. He gets red glowy eyes. Uh-huh. I mean just just him like just him like the beginning of the episode where um, the Mandalorian is like um, saying Grogu and he's like huh yeah and he's like oh. catching to his, his um, name. And, and and the man always started laughing. Like it's was, it was such a great little scene. Like it's there's so many of those little like great scenes in this series. Like I just really enjoy watching it every week, and I love so enjoy. I love waking oh, up every God. Friday morning and watching it. It's well, I love, I love that they that they release one episode a week because you can really sit there and enjoy it and talk about uh, it with people and stuff and, and avoid spoilers on social yes, media. Avoid the spoilers. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh man, because people are like, oh, I just want to binge. I'd rather binge it. It's like, yeah, yeah but you'll be posting about everything the next day. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. binge, watch it the same binge, day. Wait, huh? wait, wait a few months until the series is, is done and then binge right. whenever else is done watching it. Right. Binge. But we, now we want to know what 
Mo- Moff Gideon what? does to Grogu. Now we want to know what Moff Gideon, played yeah. by Giancarlo Esposito, the ultimate bad guy who was great in the boys. My God, he's like the ultimate bad guy. He's great in Better Call Saul. That great Better Call Saul, but too. He's a great actor. I love him. Yeah, he's, been, he's very talented. You're right. He's a very talented guy. Oh, what is he going to do with baby Grogu? I mean, I know they took some of his midichlorians or whatever to create these um, dark troopers. Um that's why they're so powerful. You know, they're more powerful than your regular stormtrooper. They called it the M count, said McLaurians. Um, so that clearly seems to be the plan because he has the M count that they need to create more, uh, uh, you know, uh, more powerful troopers. So I think that's where the, where they're going with it. Um, but, but then we saw Baby Yoda just taking out stormtroopers himself, like. He's, I mean, he's already a, uh, had learned a lot of, uh, about the Force mm-hmm. during his stay on uh, Coruscant when he was trained early. Um, but, uh, man, we're, I'm really looking forward. Two more episodes left, guys. I know. It's only two more left. That's we'll it. Be, wow. We'll be, uh, we'll be discussing Episode 7 next week and then for our 2020 uh, finale and our, um, Christmas, our final Christmas episode, we'll be discussing Episode 8. Um, so that's something we're really looking forward to, guys. Um, uh, the the funny thing about that episode, like when I was reading reviews, because that yeah. episode was amazing, but like the one complaint people had, they're like, why did Mando like the whole like taking off his jetpack? Um, like why? Oh, but it was like episode, that's why he was. You're saying that's, that's why how he was late, late with getting Yoda because he didn't have the, the yeah because he didn't have the the so jetpack. Like, like, yeah, they're like that was such an odd like request like why the jetpack they were like but, well it was like the way to get him to not be able to chase exactly after baby yep exactly but see, that was like the one complaint people had they're like i get well, no, why they did sense. it but it makes sense now At yeah first, like, huh? and then because they would if he had the jetpack he would have been it, able to fly up and get but people mm-hmm. to complain that he didn't use it to see you see what i'm saying so mm-hmm. now that's even better actually so i i like the way you're thinking though um mm-hmm. So also on Disney Plus, I mean, you got to get new content for people to go on. I mean, The Mandalorian's great, but let's get to some Marvel shows. We're gonna get, um, we're gonna get uh, Vision, uh, Scar- um, Scarlet Witch and Visions, uh, WandaVision um, in January. Um, the next series in production now is um, Hawkeye. Um, so Florence Pugh will re- reprise her role as Yel- Yelena Belova from Black Widow. Um, and, um, Haley Steinfeld will be playing, um, the young trainee of Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye, um, the character's Kate Bishop. So she has the same archery ability as Hawkeye, supposedly. Um, and Vera Farmiga will be playing Katie Seinfeld's mother. Um, so that is in production right now, guys. They're actually... There's some behind-the-scenes photos that leaked um, while they were shooting in New York. Um, that is pretty cool. Um, that should be really interesting to see. Um, I think Haley Steinfeld. I mean, we love Haley Steinfeld. I mean, she's one of the Filipinas, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's. Uh, it's good to see her in a in the uh, superhero role uh, mm-hmm. on Disney. Oh, did you know, Al? So the previous episode of The Mandalorian, um, the one That's woman. Yeah, she's she's, she's part, part Filipino, Filipino, right? Yeah, yeah. Her dad's like a Filipino-led like. Look at that! Uh, Look at that! Uh, martial Look arts that legend. Representation matters, man. <laughs> All right, on Netflix. Moving on to Netflix from Disney Plus. So, uh, 
Queen Latifah set the star in a Netflix movie called The End of the Road. She'll also produce the film. It's a thriller. Centers around the recently uh, widowed Brenda who drives her family cross country. And they're isolated in a desert in New Mexico. And they must learn to fight back when they become targeted by a mysterious killer. Um, that's pretty cool. Um, also, we have Kevin Hart and Wesley Snipes uh, starring as brothers in Netflix uh, fictional limited series called True Story. Look at the irony there. It's a fictional series called True Story. <laughs> Kevin Hart and Wesley Snipes. Wow. And Wesley Snipes. And they're playing brothers. That's yeah, a combination. Yeah. That is a Did he get his legal stuff cleaned up? He's allowed back in the country? Clearly he has. Clearly <laughs> has. Finally paid unless, his taxes. <laughs> unless Kevin Hart loaned him some uh, money to pay off those tax debts. He was hiding in Africa for a bit there. He was. He was, man. Well, can we finally get a, uh, a Demolition Man 2 now? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's, a, it's an interesting um, synopsis. So... Kevin Hart will play a comedian, that's a big stretch, um, who makes a tour stop in his hometown of Philly. Wait a minute. Oh, so it is true. It is based on a true story, but even though they say fictional, because he, um, Kevin Hart is from Philly. So his older brother is played by Wizard <laughs> Snipes. Uh, however, the events of one lost evening turns into matters of life or death that threaten to destroy Kid's career, who's Kevin Hart's character, and everything he has built. I guess semi, maybe autobiographical. I don't know, but um, that's interesting. So there's a really fun series, guys. Do you ever, you guys ever want to know the origin of words such as fuck, shit, bitch, dick, pussy, and damn? Well, Nicholas Nicholas Cage will tell you those answers uh, in a limited <laughs> series called the history of swear words so it's a uh excellent uh, casting yes that's exactly the right guy it's funny if like you think about like what you can see on tv but if you hear fuck it's like Mm -hmm. it makes it rated r like it's just it's funny if you really think about it yep it changes it from basic cable to premium cable just funny Aaron alex say it (laughs) (laughs) growing up like when i was a teenager everyone was like say fuck (laughs) <laughs> Say like this word. And they You're would, so sweet. And they would get a kick out of it. They thought it was hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's full. Yeah, I, would say, I still do. Yeah, we're a, little, we're a little bit older than you, but when when we're growing up, you couldn't say anything on <laughs> like if if a family sitcom snuck a damn in there, you were like, <gasps> like that. <laughs> I, mean, I grew just, up hearing all the Tagalog, um, like yeah. putong. Oh yeah. All well, the if you want to learn Tagalog about these words, putongame. Yeah. I used to date a Filipino. I, I got yelled at. <laughs> I heard that a lot. Couple, I got a couple. You heard of that from, his, from her dad? <laughs> no, from, from her. You know, Filipinos are women. They're passionate women. Yeah. Yes. She, she, was, she was either very uh, happy with me or very uh, upset. There was nothing in between. No, there's not any in between. <laughs> but, yep, this is interesting. But uh, Nick Cage will talk about the origins, the pop culture usage, the science and cultural impact of those swear words. So they mentioned six swear words and there's six episodes. So you're going to have an entire episode dedicated to the word fuck, an entire episode uh, dedicated to shit, <laughs> and so on and so forth. Pretty like, imagine funny. trying to pitch this series 10, like 20 years ago. You know, I was like, like, we're going to have a series and every um, episode they're going to talk about the origins of a different um, cuss word. And Nick Cage is going to host it. Right. Like, I don't know. I like, think what? 
<laughs> no, I think they could do. If anything, I would be surprised that they would have something like this now versus later because of the the cancel culture and everything. Everyone's so sensitive and offended. You but they're worried about canceling customers. Yeah, I don't think this. I don't think this will. We'll touch I mean, it's on like the history of the N word or whatever. Then they'll be, be oh, away or something. Oh boy! Oh boy! Yeah, but not yeah, yeah not that's... like just regular cuss words. Yeah. <laughs> not good. Not yeah. good, guys. So yeah, January. All right, Chachi. I know something on Netflix you're excited about. I'm excited about. Yes, it. I am. I already know what you're gonna say. Yes, Cobra Kai season three. The trailer oh, just yes. dropped, <laughs> and of course, in January eighth, we're gonna see. It on Netflix and it's going to be Netflix style, right, Chachi? All the episodes at once, right? It's not oh, going to YouTube. do. It was the same way on um, YouTube. Oh, YouTube, it was the same way. Okay, it was. got it. Okay, so yeah, um, what did you think of the trailer, Chachi? I loved it. I loved it. I, I love right. everything about the show. Like, like right. season oh. one and two were so great. They did things the right way. I always say they did things the right way about bringing back a franchise. Right. And they did it better than right. anybody else. Um, and I think the only other show I can really remember doing anything close to this is like Mandalorian by bringing back um, Star Wars characters and stuff like that yeah, and making it good and making it action packed. Right. Um, and, you know, and like I talked about earlier in the show about how they like um, these series will like shit on uh, older people that come back in the series, but not, not Cobra Kai. They have great respect for um, all the original actors that were in the original mm-hmm. series. Right. Um, they treat them, you know, they, they have a great young cast too, but the young cast is is almost supporting the original actors, which I like. You know, it's not it's not, yeah. not about like all oh, these are cool kids and and the, and the old guys suck and stuff like that. Like it's just, I, I think the series made has made the original um, trilogy of the Karate Kid movies so much better. Is the creator so, of Cobra Kai is he like um, is he like a huge fan yeah, of yeah. The Karate it's, Kid? It's, it's three. I feel like that's when it does good yep, is yep. when yeah. the creator are fans mm-hmm. themselves. Yeah, yeah. It's three. It's three different um, guys that yeah, are Josh um, Hell, huge Karate Kid fans. John Hopwitz, awesome. yeah. uh, Hayden Schlossenberg. They also um, produced the Harold and Kumar series as well. Yeah, yeah. And they always talk about how much they respect the original Karate Kid series. And they yeah. wanted to – I mean, this, this series could have been a huge joke, you know, because there's been parodies about Karate Kid since the, the movie first came out. You see right. So it could have just been a big joke, you know, and then doing the crane kick and stuff like that. And, like, it could have lasted one season. It could, it could have been a complete train wreck, which how I, I feel that the new um, – Say about the Bell series is. It's just like, and I think the yeah. the writer of the new series about I think that last the Bell week. Yeah. has disdain yeah. for the original series is the way that she acts. Yeah, and it's one of those things where like you can tell because the Easter eggs. Like plenty of shows will do like a throwback here or there, but with Cobra Kai, every episode has like three or four throwbacks. Like they do a great job of yeah. working in, like the initial jokes, the initial things, the whatever. Uh, and they they left us with that that uh, tie-in with Elizabeth Shue at the end of season oh, yeah. two. So. Oh, and there's I think and there's Easter eggs now. that are so small. It's available now. So small, and I talked about this before about just like yeah. I, I watched the original Karate Kid before I watched season two, and I noticed like when Daniel had a black eye at the breakfast. There was a minute made um, orange yep. juice um, co- um, container on the on the table, I hasn't, and I, it just drew my eye because I remember the old logo they used to have for the minute right. made. And then there's an episode on the season season two where the mom actually talks about, "I'll make sure you get the you know the, the cheap minute made stuff um, for Daniel. He likes yeah. that. He don't like the expensive orange juice or whatever." I'm like, it's such a small reference that nobody else would have noticed that I would never even only you. Part one of the um, original movies yeah. before I watched season two, which Only is the king of the 80s. It's great yeah. detail that they have and respect for the original series. And, and I'm looking but, forward. But let's not forget the young cast is going to appeal to the new generation 
uh, Cobra Kai. Yeah. But Chachi's and, right though. They're they're support characters. They're not the new story. The story is still about Johnny and Daniel. True. Yeah. 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 It's true. not. It's not like oh, here's the new guys, and you, you might see Daniel. You know, episode eight for like thirty seconds. They make seconds. a cameo or something. Cameo, yeah. And he's like a janitor or something stupid. Like, it, <laughs> yeah. This is why. This is why the the new um, Ghostbusters movie um, should be good. Hopefully. No, no. With the one, the one with the women that they had. Oh, the one with the women yeah. was horrible good, right. because it paid no respect to the originals. Like, yeah, like so there was no tie-in. Yeah, the cameos right? were horrible with the, the originals. Cameos people. were. Nobody wanted that. They were recasts of different characters. Yeah. Who does yeah. that? Who, no one wanted that. Nobody you, asked for that. You, they you didn't have them in, in your cast. They didn't tie I it in. I haven't watched it yet. It's it should have been teacher yeah. to students. Yeah, it, yeah, it could you have know? been yeah, like 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 one of them's like the daughter of you know yeah. Egon or right. you know like yeah, they both study under like. But right, like, but they didn't they do that. In, yeah. The new one, the new one coming like, out looks looks great, you know, and it has like um, you know, Egon's um grandkids or whatever. See, it's all yeah. I'm saying. Tie it I in, tie it in. Make it's it cool. All you got to plot structure. God damn it, people want to see it. Like, I, I mean, like it would make sense bring... for Daniel to have a daughter that would be into karate because he would have trained her in karate yeah. growing up. Makes sense. Have it make sense. But, it's all, it's all mass, it's all mass I agree. I totally agree. It's also that. to come full circle. That's exactly what went wrong with uh, the Last Jedi. You, you had a director and content creator who just did not care about any time exactly. with the universe whatsoever. Oh, right? Like that could have been a one-off independent film. Yeah. To, just like you know, in the, in this world that had nothing right. to do with the main right. story. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. So, I feel like uh, when they do bring things back, like especially like beloved shows and th- stuff like that. Like, I get that they want to appeal to, like, a new generation, but I feel like they can do that along with, you know, who wants to see these kind of things come back are, like, right. the huge fans of these right. franchises. So it's like they right. feel like they should make them for the fans, and I feel like that's when they're the most successful. Yeah, because, like, they do say about the bell, going back to that, like, the, the people in the, the kids in high school now don't know what the fuck I say about the bell is. They didn't grow up with it. You know, they're yeah. not going to watch it. It's right. cheesy now, even to me, going back and watching it. So they're definitely going to hate it. And and the only reason why you bring back Say by the Bell is because the people like us remember the show from the original series. So don't shit on us because we're the ones that would enjoy it. These new kids are not going to enjoy it. They don't know who Zach is or anybody else. So they don't care. Right. I remember being so excited. Like, I was a huge Boy Meets World fan. And when they brought back yeah. Girl Meets World, like, it was just... Dude, what about Madeline yeah, Ward yeah. uh, from uh, Boy Meets World? She's, the, she's like definitely full, changed. Full-on porn star. She's not <laughs> even that. Yeah, which one was she crazy? in Boy Meets World? She's the um, tall the redhead. Tall redhead, yeah. Was she, was she the, the, one who, the friend? Yeah, she's the one who lived with Jack and Eric. The one Jack and Eric used to always fight over. She's a porn star now. You can Google or Pornhub and this is see all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. If you, my weekend's going to be busy now. I got plans, time. guys. Don't bother me. Madeline <laughs> <laughs> Ward, yes. Uh, Saved by the Bell. Remember, uh, Jessica Spano, the like number two girl. So like may- maybe if you're just not the lead role in the late 80s, early 90s, it sticks with you, and you got to overcompensate by some sort of sexual shit later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, so many of these child actors, they always do that. They always go and like try to do some kind of um, raunchier role to try to shed that good girl yeah. image. And even singers do that. Like when yeah, but that's Christina, Ag- Christina Aguilera started <laughs> off and she was all good, Britney Spears, and like, and then all of a sudden they go and they 
do this next album, and they're all yeah. like trying to shed this wholesome Miley image. Miley Cyrus, Xtina, uh, Miley Cyrus, especially. Yeah, they always oh do that kind God. of stuff. Oh my God, Wrecking Ball. Whew. Wrecking Ball. God. <laughs> I just I, remember the. Well, who was? I'm blanking. Who, who was the guy? Shit. That with the like the, finger and like the Turk. Like people compared it to like Turkey. No, no, Miley Cyrus. That. Oh, Robin Thicke. The yes, one Robin Thicke. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> that shit ended his career, man. No, he's on the mass singer. He's he's judging. So. All right. Maybe I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, other also on Netflix, uh, the Black Mirror creators are going to do something interesting. Um, yes. An all star st- all star all star studded cast for an upcoming comedy special called Death to 2020, which a wow. lot of us might feel that way based oh, on how this yeah. year has been. Um. Some of the names attached: Sam Jackson, Hugh Grant, Lisa wow. Kudrow, Friends, uh, fame, Tracy Ullman, Leslie Jones, Diane Morgan, Joe Keery of Stranger Things, also Black Mirrors, uh, Kristen Maliati, who was in that one episode, The USS Callister. Um, yeah. So, so it's a comedy good. special. It says a year or so. Insert your adjective of choice. So fucked up or whatever. Even the creators of Black Mirror couldn't make it up, but that doesn't mean they don't have a little something to add. Death to 2020 is a comedy event that tells the story of a dreadful year, uh, the dreadful year of what it was and perhaps still is. So, uh, interesting. Not exactly sure. I mean, I guess a skit, a skit comedy type of thing. I don't know. If they said and still is, I bet you it's like an inescapable 2020. Like you get to New Year's Eve and like yeah. the, the year resets and like you never get oh out of it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The eternal 2020. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone was so excited. They're like, oh, 2020. It's going to be the year. Oh yeah. Whole, whole new decade. Wow. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The first part of 2021 can still be the same, guys. we got to wait for that vaccine. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I miss, I miss 2019. It's be worse. I know. If you miss concerts, um, well, on Netflix, you're going to get a concert uh, Ariana Grande style. She's doing a concert movie of her Sweetener World Tour, which you can see, um, because we're not getting the big concerts right now. So somebody check out on Netflix if you're a fan of Ariana Grande. I'm a big fan of Margot Robbie. I think a lot of people already know that. Oh, she, God, yes. she signed a deal <laughs> with Amazon Prime. <laughs> to uh, Wow. So does that mean that, that she'll be in an Amazon Prime direct uh to stream film or series because margo doesn't do margo doesn't do a series uh tv series but at least not yet in her career i hope the series is called i hate wearing clothes (laughs) (laughs) oh josh you're full of full full of good wine liners today i prefer prefer her accent i want i want them to stop making her american let her be brit no, she's Australian. She's Australian. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, whatever it is, whatever the yeah, accent is. Australian, it, it, yeah. Free the accent. Yeah, but she's she's yeah because her accent is so sexy. But yes, they always cast her in American roles, yeah, right? But they need a great actress who looks amazing, and she's got both of those checked. Yeah, part off. of me wishes that you know England won during the Revolutionary War, just so everybody had that nice accent. Yeah, it's great. Accent. It's like in Australia. The, well, 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 I mean, Australia's oh, from. Oh, I think Margo's from uh, Australia. Yeah, but that, that's it's still from from England. Really? Yeah, it's another English colony. Yeah. It actually was a penal colony that they would send their criminals down yeah. to Australia. To, Is that right? Oh, yeah. Dude, the British Empire was so big they had a prison country. 
Yeah. And that was Australia. Was Australia. Have so, you ever noticed why the flag of Great Britain is on the Australian flag? Yeah. Yeah. That's um, why. It's so part it's of, all, so learning so much. Interesting, because they're, they're, I mean, some people confuse the two accents, but they're very yeah, different. Yeah, they do. But maybe have they similarities. have. Yeah, but maybe. Her some, sounded pretty British. I've heard very Australian Australians, but her, I, yeah. I've, I've heard her speak. We still have the, um. British accent. I think we have so many different cultures that came over here yeah. together, and you had the, yeah. the Italian accent, you know, and, and then the African way of speaking, and there's all these different groups, and all kind of just started, it kind of morphed into this, what we speak now, which is yeah. pure shit. But, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, like, um, if you go to Australia, it's very influenced on um, the English mm -hmm. um, culture, you know, just the way they call things, like like, like the lift, and like, just... Um, Find the know. gap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just that was my you know, favorite. And plus, you drive, you drive on the other side of the road. <laughs> you know, yeah, so. yeah, interesting. So not only did Margot Robbie sign a deal with Amazon, Jessica Simpson, remember her? Where'd she come yeah. from? She signed a multi-deal with Amazon for an unscripted docuseries based on her top-selling, our New York Times best-selling memoir. Oh, yeah, she came open out with book. book. Right. So uh, I guess they're going to... I remember oh. watching Newlyweds. Yes. Like, oh my gosh, I used to love it. Yeah. I couldn't believe how stupid she was. Yes. And like so I, I'm bad. sitting there and I was like having this debate. I was like, Chicken of the Sea. She can't yeah. 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 I was like, she can't. Pop. I was like, this has to be scripted. It has to be an yeah. adaptation. Like, so like she was the walking definition of the bubble airhead blonde. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. I know why Nick left. I know why Nick left. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh she's a sweetheart person, isn't she, Al? In person, yes. Yeah. Mean yeah. Out at the White House. Dinner. These two are not mutually exclusive. No. no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think that she's she's that way in real life. Maybe she was playing it up for the show. Who knows? Did you, I mean, show? Did you ever yeah. see any episodes of the show? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Chicken of the Sea. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That was like one of the most popular. Kind of like how Paris Hilton would play yeah. up herself for being like an idiot when she, um, when, you know, is oh, pretty intelligent. Exactly. Yeah, I haven't watched that, that documentary hot. on YouTube. I need to watch that. Um, um, last Numenor, you might love this news. Um, the forthcoming Lord of the Rings series on Amazon Cimmerillion. Has, has added 20 new cast members. So a lot of them are New Zealand, Australian, Sri Lankan actors, Where's UK actors. I know, right? I need I'm looking at I'm looking at these names of actors added the 20 some names, and none of them are. Uh, none of these names I recognize, so probably. And they were going for that. They said they were going to try and cast okay. uh, faces, not to you know jade the yeah. show or bring people in. Yeah, but why it's going to be freaking gangster, man. Why are Americans stealing their jobs? Like how they steal our jobs, right? And they take a sabbatical. Damn and go Brits to come over here and they speak with their American accents. Right. They steal all of our good jobs. <laughs> I know. Right. That's a very good point, Chachi. Yeah, they're, they're we need a wall. like Americans. I've, don't I've do been cast as a British accent. Yeah, we need a wall. Oh, I can't. Country. You know that. My, I, can I can't do a British accent. The ocean. I, I can I can do high end and Cockney. I I got both. Oh, I can not. do I can't do accents. I'm so bad at accents. No, I have a single accent in there somewhere. You could do the Filipino accent, can't you? A little bit. Okay. I don't want to do it now because I'm like. Come on, come on, give us a <laughs> sure, on air. I, can, I can do the accent if you want me to. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I just my, mom, like, my mom has such a weird accent because she's because she lived in the Philippines till she was like 10, and then she lived in Spain till she was 15 or no 17, and then she moved here. So she's kind of got like a Filipino accent mixed with an American accent, and it's. 
Okay. Uh, one more thing before we take a classic cut break. Amazon Prime's Invincible has added more names. So this is the opposite of the Lord of the Rings um, um, cast casting style. They're putting all name actors for an animated series. I mean, do they need to, though, right? Herschel Ali, Nicole Byer, John Hamm. And they already have, like, half the Walking Dead cast on there because Robert Kirkman's uh, comic book, graphic novel, come to life. I mean, I mean, we already have so many other cast members like Stephen Yoon, who was Glenn from The Walking Dead. Zazie Beetz is in it. Um, uh, Walton Goggins is in it. Um, I mean, the, this, this, what, Mark Hamill is in it. You know, it's like... Wow. All these huge names um, that are Zachary Quinto <laughs> that are in this series, but it's an animated series. I'm like wondering why they need all these like crazy, insane, um, like big name A-listers for an animated series. When I think if they go the the um, Lord of the Rings route and put just great voice actors, we don't voice we're not watching like we're not watching the animated series for the mm-hmm. actor. We're watching yeah, it's a weird it. Move. You know, I don't see why they need to do that. I mean, it will save for their budget, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's kind of... I think it's, it's kind of it's, yeah. it's a weird I've move. heard, like, a lot of voice actors, like, when it, when they make, like, a Hollywood, Hollywood movie, that mm-hmm. they, like, they don't, you know, pick the voice actors. They choose Hollywood actors. Yeah. Yep. Which it's really sucks on, on them. Because I think it was Bill Lamar was... When we did... um When we interviewed him at AwesomeCon. AwesomeCon. Yeah, he was, like... He was so excited and surprised when he got um, The Incredibles 2 when he was cast as a voice actor because he was like, usually, he's like, we don't, they don't, you know, look to us voice actors. They usually yeah. like go for the Hollywood actors. So he was really excited to. There you go. Yeah. yeah be on that board with that. Give yeah, them some, yeah, give them, a, you know, some some uh, credit, you know, give mm-hmm. put them on the pedestal. Yeah. I mean, I you need a Herschel Ali on your animated series, you know? Yeah, Larry the Cable Guy was talking about that. It's like they called me and offered me the role for Cars. You know, he he was the tow truck. Uh, oh, so he's in all three okay. Cars movies. He's like, I, I didn't even think about doing something like that. He's like, but, you know, they went to two or three guys and they didn't like him. And they called me. So, yeah, they think about big names and big voices. Yeah. It's interesting how, uh, how that works out that way. Well, I think there's a good uh, time to take the first Christmas cut uh, of uh, 2020, Chachi. Yeah. Yes, so Chachi, take it away. Ho, ho, ho. It is time for Chachi's Classic Christmas Cuts. Put these chestnuts in your mouth. Chachi. Chachi. That's right, it's Chachi in charge for Chachi's classic christmas cut you know only happens one month out of the year so enjoy it now while you can where i go into the archives and hand pick a classic <laughs> christmas song okay um yesterday we actually had a sad a sad anniversary it was actually the 40th anniversary of the um assassination of john lennon who oh, everybody wow. knows from the Beatles. Um, it happened oh, wow. December 8th, 1980. Yes. And, um, yeah, and this was actually, uh, for people who don't know, was uh, um, this guy called Mark David Chapman. And he actually, um, um, John Lennon was living in at the, the Dakota um, 
in New York City, right across from um, Central Park. And um, Mark Chapman actually um, uh, waited outside and um, got an autograph from John Lennon, um, signing a um, copy of the book, um, Double Fantasy. And um, that was around 5 p.m. on December 8th. And then John Lennon left, um, you know, came back um, later on after a recording session. And, and the same guy, he got the autograph. And there's actually a picture of him getting the autograph. Um, the same guy shot him dead in front of um, his house at the D Dakota. And um, John Lennon was actually um, cremated and his ashes were scattered inside um, Central Park. And actually went there, yes, um, I went there last year and actually saw um, where he was staying at the Dakota, um, John Lennon. And then if you go into Central Park, there's actually a memorial on the ground that this is imagined. It's like a mosaic looking memorial on the ground. And that's actually where they scattered his ashes. But um, this is, you know, definitely one of the biggest Christmas songs. And um, obviously, um, John Lennon's biggest Christmas song, Happy Christmas, War is Over. And this I came out. That. Yep, this came out in um, 1971 in the U.S., December 1st. And, and you'll hear it every single year, and you'll hear it nonstop every year. And this is a great song, sung with his um, wife, um, Yoko Ono. Um, this is Happy Christmas, War is Over. Um, rest in peace, John Lennon. And you want the John I Lennon version? I love John Lennon. Not the Miley Cyrus version. No. John <laughs> Lennon. Yes. I love the Miley yes. version. All right, guys. Yeah. We'll be back right after the classic Christmas kit. My son's actually named after um, John Lennon's son, Julian. Oh, awesome. Julian Lennon. Yeah. Happy Christmas, Kyoko. Happy Christmas, Julian. So this is Christmas. And what have you done? Another year over. And so this is Christmas I hope you have fun The near and the dear one The old and the young A very Merry Christmas And a Happy New Songs available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and below the belt show .com. Um, all right. Yes, that was um, John Lennon. Hopefully they're not as strict as the Beatles uh, with their music. <laughs> but, <laughs> I just realized that. That's a great song. I love I love that song very, very much. Yeah. One of my favorites. I love it. That's yeah. the coolest uh, thing about Christmas songs is that, like, like you'll listen to the radio this time of year, and, and it'll just be like like John Lennon, like George Michael. It'll be mm -hmm. um, all these people put together, like Run DMC. It's like people you never would hear on a station mm -hmm. all together. Right. You know, these older um, artists, but they come back every year. Like if you just get one good Christmas song, like like like, like the waitresses. Like how many waitresses songs do you hear? Um, but you always hear like the Christmas wrapping song like every um, Christmas season. It's I just love like Christmas yeah. music. Yeah, me too. That's why we do so all month long here on BTV, yeah. guys. All right, let's call, uh, let's drop a couple more on things before our special guest joins us. On Apple TV, there's a show called Physical, starring the lovely Rose Byrne, who I love from many uh, great things like Neighbors and uh, 
course, she was uh, a little trivia. She was she had a very minor role in uh, the Star Wars prequels. Um, she was one of um, Natalie Portman's handmaidens. Uh, if you didn't know that, kind of cool, no? Um, also joining the cast includes Paul Sparks, who you might know as the author from House of Cards, the author that um, Robin Wright killed in that final season. Um, pretty crazy season, but check that out on Apple TV. On HBO, so they're already talking um, in development for a reboot of True Blood. Right. I really don't know why they want to tackle this, because True Blood... Just and it it just ended maybe what I don't know five years ago or more I, I and um a, it was a, a great series yeah maybe a little longer right but it went a long um, time it was like seventy and it went, years and it, it went yeah it went like what six seasons how long ago? it went from okay so it went from two thousand eight to two thousand fourteen and ran for seven seasons. And for whatever reason now they want to um, reboot it. I think it's a little premature, uh, quite frankly. Um, but they oh, want. How about that money? Well, so they probably want to take it in a more of a chilling adventures of Sabrina vibe because um, River. It's got the uh, creator of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina in Riverdale, Roberto Aguirre Sacasa, apparently. Um, and talks to be, I guess, the showrunner. Um, uh, Alan Ball, who was the original showrunner for the original sh- series, will be executive producing. And um, Aguirre, uh, Roberto Aguirre Sacasa will uh, be the writer and um, showrunner. Um, I don't know. I mean, we'll see what happens, man. I mean, um, what I am excited about, though, is... Yeah, 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 I really enjoyed the first couple of seasons of that show. Like, I, I enjoyed, like, where you had, like, the vampires trying to gain equal rights and all that kind of stuff. And just watching, like, a total, totally different take on vampires, at the, like, a modern take of vampires at the time. But then it started to get to be too much with all, like, the fairies and the shapeshifters and the werewolves and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it got like, weird. It, got it should have really just stayed weird. with vampires. I would have well, been happy. It, it was based on a book, and the book was all about I mean, werewolves and witches and telepaths. True blood. Are you still talking about true? Oh, okay. I true never blood. saw true blood. Yeah, so it was about the other fantasy creatures as well, Chachi. If, yeah, if, I didn't if you want to follow the Southern, it's called the Southern Vampire Mysteries novels. Uh-huh. So it is kind of based on that. So it is true. And a lot of sex. They just wanted to have stuff, fuck other stuff. Like, yeah, 50% yeah. of that show was hot people fucking. That's it, what was it was great. <laughs> it was great nudity. Great nudity on that show. Yeah, I mean, just. Yeah. Um, but I am like, excited, I was guys. with the Vampire Diaries at the time. You probably when were. When that was there. Probably were. But the Game of Thrones prequel series, we mentioned it before, House of the Dragon. They just revealed some images of the dragons from that House of the Dragon. So this takes place hundreds of years before Game of Thrones and focuses on the Targaryen family, the House of Targaryen, which is obviously Amelia uh, Clark's. And if you think about it, Jon Snow's family, too. Yeah. Um, so um, it's so- pretty exciting because a lot of the the great people involved with Game of Thrones will be involved, like Miguel Sapochnik, who directed The Battle of the Bastards and The Long Night, uh, will serve as a co-showrunner. So, you know the Battle of the Bastards—that's going to be about ancient Valyria. Yes. So you, the, the Valyrian Empire was before Westeros, and uh, the Targaryens were slaves in the Valyrian slave pits. That's where they come out of. So it'll it'll be cool. I'm looking yeah, forward. I mean, to it. it's just. 
the enthusiasm for this whole franchise has, has just really tanked since the, um, the final season. Because remember going into the final season, how it was just like everybody's just so pumped up, and they, you know, yeah. it's like it was like a perfect series, and everybody's wanted to see how it was going to conclude, and they kind of just dropped the whole entire ball with the final season, and it really I just remember- took a lot of the enthusiasm out from it. I remember being on your the show BTB right before yes. you guys. You were, you were so excited. I still yes. haven't watched, still haven't watched Game of Thrones, but I remember oh, you guys so pumped. Okay. Yeah, and we were begging uh, you to watch it and catch up, mm-hmm. and like. And then well, after, I, like, I, everyone talked about, it, I was like, eh, I think I'll. Skip. I mean, the final series did have its strengths because, um, the 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 dragon attack, the Nair's dragon attack. I mean, the the visuals were just mind blowing. Oh, they were. Um, a lot of it, but, but yeah, I think it came to the story writing and also the pri- pretty anticlimactic, uh, Bran, the ki- yes. uh, King Bran, um, yeah, the least favorite really, character on the show. Yeah. It didn't really like, um, <laughs> land well. Hey, we have a new human. Uh, yeah. So I think it's time hey. to <laughs> welcome our special guest of the evening. And she is a uh, quite lovely. Thank you. Uh, actress <laughs> extraordinaire, Liliana Tandon, who you can see in A Ring for Christmas. And I'm excited that it's actually going to re-air on Sunday, um, uh, the 13th at 9 p.m., which originally premiered on November 8th. But we're so happy that um, that we get to see – we have another chance to see this. So I set my DVR for A Ring for Christmas. Um, oh, great. <laughs> so uh, we welcome Liliana Tandon to, to Below the Belt Show. Uh, good to have you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my God. You all look so festive. I feel a little underdressed now. It's it's Christmas sweater day. That's that's what we're doing here. We all have holiday sweaters. The rest of the month, all our shows will be Christmas themed because we thought it was such a dark year. 2020 was such a dark year. I think we need some festivity in our lives. So trying to be jolly. And I think I think your movie uh, has. Some aspects that will be very uplifting, right? Would you say so? The Ring for Christmas? Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's definitely your kind of typical TV, made-for-TV Christmas movie. So it's really fun, festive. Um, uh, It'll have, you know, the gingerbread scene, you know, real snow. You know, it has all the fun stuff that you look for in a Christmas movie. But it has some exciting cast members as well. So I think it has something a little different that you might not see in other ones. So I mean, I saw, I mean, Lorraine Basco and Michael Gross of Family Ties fame. Yeah. Yes. He's playing your father, right? Yes, he plays my dad. Um, He (laughs) was... Oh my God, he was so wonderful to work with. Um, just cool. as nice as you'd imagine. Honestly, he was the nicest guy ever. <laughs> I forget, he was also was in Vanilla Ice's Cool as Ice movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, of I, I forget about that. We can't forget that. Wow. So Michael Gross, That's Lorraine Baracco, yes. played uh, played uh, your parents in this film. That is awesome. So I also see that you're the writer um, of this film. So did that? influence i guess the producers or directors to take you on as the lead since you did write the screenplay yeah i mean it was kind of a package deal Um, oh good (laughs) that's a good way to get in yeah i mean i i it's funny yeah i was strictly an actor i'm i went to nyu tish and i grew up acting i knew i wanted to be an actor since i was 11 years old and 
Um, I, once I graduated and was trying to, you know, work in the industry, I was like, oh, this is just as hard as everyone, everyone yes, says that it's it going to be. It's really hard. Many, and so, many of us are actors here tonight. Yeah. So, yeah. so you all understand. You all understand. Yeah. But it's, um, it's really difficult. And so I just... Um, I never thought I would be the person who would like write a web series or write my own work, but um, I got an idea for a web series a few years ago and uh, made that with my friends and it actually did really well. We have 1.6 mm -hmm. million views on YouTube uh, and like- We do want to get to uh, that. Yeah, video. yeah. Yes. So, well, so I guess just my point was I started writing as a way to write roles that I wanted to play because I felt like, well, if I'm not getting them, then I'll just write them for myself, so. That's that was very smart to be a lead in this holiday rom-com um, happy festive film um, to write uh, write the screenplay and then pitch it that you uh, wanted to be the lead. So did did they still want to audition you or where was it? Was it one of those deals from the beginning? No, it was one of those deals from the beginning. Like we kind of built the team uh, knowing that I would play the lead. Um, and they were so, it. they were so gracious. I mean, the guys at StoryWorks, Michael, Alex and Jeffrey, they were so wonderful and kind of understood going in like, this is my baby. So I think I got a lot of leeway that like lead actors don't get in terms of contributing to like the actual producing of the film, um, okay. which was amazing. And Don Fauntleroy, Donnie Fauntleroy, who was our director, Yes. He as well was so nice. We like sat down before. He was like, as the writer, do you have any really strong images in your mind that you really right. pictured for certain things? And you don't normally get that from directors. So it was really oh, cool. great. That's awesome. Yeah. That yeah. is really awesome. And, and the synopsis is great. I mean, a young woman tries to find a husband so she can inherit a trust fund before Christmas. <laughs> it's a good reason. It's a good reason. <laughs> I mean, you're kind of throwing the romance out the window. I mean, most women in a relationship who's ready to get married want that ring for Christmas. You want that ring for Christmas <laughs> for a different reason. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I mean, I think it's it's a little different in the sense of, like, yes. a lot of these movies you see that are these Christmas movies, it's like, the woman is pretty much a saint other than like she works too hard, you know, so she right. doesn't have yes. a relationship. And I, I felt like I really wanted to write a movie where she has real flaws, like she has a journey to go through. She has uh, obstacles to overcome, like her own personal demons. She has like actual problems and flaws that she needs to work on throughout the movie. Oh, less, wow. Less Hallmark Christmas movie. Where... <laughs> <laughs> it has Christmas rom-coms are just killing it. Like, I mean, every time you turn around, mm -hmm. there's, oh, yeah. there's people like just going crazy over them. Yeah, it's funny because I feel like um, this type of Christmas movie, the kind of made-for-TV, was kind of stigmatized even just like five, ten years ago. Like, people right. were like, oh, I don't want to tell anyone that I love these movies and I watch them yeah, all the time. And right. now it's so, it's like so mainstream and younger people are watching them. And uh, I think it's really great because it's like you can watch them and they're just fun and you know how they're going to end. You know, you can just have some cheer yeah. and, you know, feel good. <laughs> yeah. So, but who are all these women going around Christmas time looking for men? Because I mean, I was at the grocery store earlier tonight, got zero numbers, you know, I'm single for Christmas. Like, where are all these women at that are just dying for men at Christmas time? You're, you're going to the wrong parties. They're definitely out there. Do you, do you, I mean, I think you might be in the wrong profession. You Do you own, like, a small country inn or something they, like that? Was, That's what you're thinking. I make jams. I make jams. I sell them for the holidays. Oh, that's pretty good, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, 
Yeah, you just got to be in a small town I for the, the tough yeah. city girl yeah. to come yeah. home to and find her room. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so are you a like, fan of yourself of Christmas Vermont. movies? Sorry? Are you a fan of yourself of Christmas movies? Did you kind of get that oh, inspiration yeah. of wanting to create a Christmas movie? Yeah, that's kind of, um, this was my first feature as a writer and as a lead actress. So I was like, what do I want to write uh for the first kind of thing. And I said, why not something really fun that will be fun to make, it'll be fun to work on, it'll be fun to write, and I can just like have fun with it. Um, because as I said, it's really hard. So the more fun you can have doing this job, the better, obviously you won't last if you're not having fun while you're yeah. doing it. So, but yeah, I love, <laughs> I've watched this kind of movie for years. I like absolutely love it, so. Yeah, plus awesome. Christmas movie, if you, if you, get it right like it could be around every year forever you know it'll keep classic. coming back yes like, what's, your, what's your favorite are the best what's your favorite christmas movie you know besides your own of course but like oh well yeah ring for christmas for sure number yeah. one um <laughs> on up tv playing now um right. it's um <laughs> um i love uh my family we watch miracle on 34th street every year so that's a, a that big one and then I do, I am a sucker though for the romantic comedy uh, holiday film. So I love the movie, The Holiday with uh, okay. Kate Winslet and Cameron Diaz. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, so yeah, I, cool. I like all, uh, all type. My fiance, I had never seen the Charlie Brown Christmas really? movie oh, really? until what? like a, until so like a couple of years ago. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but now I love it. Yeah. Oh, it That's is awesome. <laughs> so yeah. did you meet your fiance around Christmas time? Sorry? Did you meet your fiance around Christmas time? You, you know, it's fun. Well, we met in in November. Okay, um, that counts. That's pretty close. Uh, mm -hmm. Five, five years go. ago. But November is, to remember. Yeah. yeah, but it is funny because we started shooting. Uh, I left to go prep uh, for pre-production in like the end of January for Ring for Christmas. Okay. And uh, my fiance, who was then my boyfriend at the time, proposed to me on December fifteenth. So I got uh, I got my ring for Christmas. Oh, there you there go. You go. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> you have your own Christmas story. Well, yeah, congratulations. But, uh, thank you. But then it was funny to, you know, go right into filming a movie about trying to get proposed to by Christmas. So. <laughs> wow. Now, I've seen your web series, which we'll get into a little later. Does it have some of the, the co comedic elements of your web series in this uh, Ring for Christmas since you wrote it? I think so. I think, okay. I, you know, it has a little bit of kind of quirky comedy in it, for sure. Um, you need a lot of the heartfelt and the kind of heartwarming for Christmas movies. But Absolutely. I tried to... I tried to stick in some of my, uh, you know, my flavor, my my mm -hmm. comedy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's so cool. The trailer was really fun. It wasn't available on demand. And uh, I asked Charles, uh, your publicist, for a uh, if they had a screening link, but there wasn't one available. So yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, Charles on the phone. What's up with that? <laughs> but my, my my DVR is set for this Sunday. Perfect. For the the rebroadcast of A Ring for Christmas, so looking forward to checking it out. I'm a betting man. I, I I'll bet that you find true love by the end of the movie. Oh, I, okay. I could be wrong though. I could be wrong. You never know. You never know. You, you gotta watch movies, it to find these, out. You you do these Christmas yeah. movies all that you never know how they're gonna end. So you really <laughs> <laughs> don't forget, Chops. Your intentions <laughs> are not really love. It's just to get married for the trust fund. So <laughs> right. So there could be. Way, yeah. You know what I mean, they could fall in love along the way. I think it's gonna be okay. I think it's gonna be all right. It is. It is, it is funny because when I was working on the script with the uh, producing team. <laughs> Uh, I ha there's a love tri there is a love triangle in the film, Ooh. but they did tell me they were like it needs to be 
pretty apparent who's going to win out. In the <laughs> like, it can't be a real fight and a decision right. on, you know, yeah. it needs to be, the audience needs to know who to root for from the very beginning. So, okay. <laughs> very nice. Right. Well, we touched upon the web series called period piece. And there's a lot of play on the, that word or the title of period piece, yeah. uh, because it goes through different time periods all over the world. And it's all about menstruation. Hence the title period piece. Um, First of all, wow, how did you come up with such a concept? <laughs> um, lots of wine was honestly. <laughs> red red wine, though, right? Red wine? Red wine, yes, red wine. <laughs> you know, really, really. <laughs> That's where we took the interview. For the love of God. I mean, it's, it's, ba it's baked below right into. It's baked right into. Oh, yeah, actually, below the belt is below right the on belt. brand. That's right, right there. Right. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, my friend Rachel Kent, who's actually it, she's actually in a ring for Christmas as well. We were uh, just drinking wine in her apartment, just laughing. We started laughing about the pun period piece. Like we just thought right. it was so funny. This idea mm -hmm. of the double entendre of a period piece, you know, these elegant films you watch, but then about periods. Um, and we just thought it was hysterical. And I wait, wait so women really do talk about periods when no men are around. Yeah. And they joke about it. okay. Women talk about everything. I always thought yeah. that was the, the case, but I never knew for sure. I mean, right. not like all the time, I but know. yeah, I know. <laughs> not like all we talk about. Not <laughs> every day. Once a month, it's all we can talk about for yeah. five yeah. days. <laughs> Trust me, if it happens to guys, we'll be talking about twenty four seven and being miserable. Yeah, probably. you'll be happy to know I've watched every episode because it's only two minutes know. long. Yeah. I know they're very short. They're, they're very, very short. Very short. Uh, yeah. which I think makes them digestible. But um, uh, mm. yeah, it was really fun. I woke up the next day after that kind of like hangout session with my friend and I was like, you know what? This is actually a really funny idea. So let's run with it. So I started researching and it was just really fun. Uh, <laughs> it was really fun to research and really fun to uh -huh. make. Um, I mean, each episode is based based loosely on research that I did and then really uh, twisted yes. for comedic effect. Um, so you learn something. Okay. Yeah, what, <laughs> what you, what you for you? Sorry. Yes. Question for you. So uh, I'm a yeah. I'm a nerd. My my first degree was in medieval history. So oh. I was curious. Did you have a penchant for history and research before this that you put together with the idea, or were you just so interested about the ludicrousness of the idea it got you into research? Yeah, I think it was kind of the idea really got me into the research. <laughs> um, but it was great. I got to use all my college, you know, like my uh, databases and all these things. I still have my logins. I could like right. go research and do all these things because I tried really hard not to just do like Wikipedia. I tried to dive a little deeper. Um, so but uh, yeah, I think it it did inspire, though, from doing that. Um, wanting to do that kind of thing more, like wanting to use yeah. historical research, wanting to use real life events, that fun. kind of thing. And, totally yeah, fun. Yeah, it's really right? fun. It's, and then and you get you down a rabbit hole. And it kind of takes some of the pressure off of you because you're getting the ideas right from the history. So yeah. um, oh. it, it was like, it was fun to just be reading and by reading something funny, I came up with the idea for an episode. You know, it was like, okay. it was a great, yeah. I, I can applaud you on the um, production quality. Thank you. It's really yeah, good. Yeah, it looks good. It looks yeah. really, really good. I mean, um, the cinematography and the costuming, because with, with um, independent budgets, um, you know, there's, there's some challenges with, with costuming and things like that. And, and you're great. I mean, you did a great job. I mean, 18th century France, uh, Victorian era in England, colonial U.S. 
I mean, yeah. you, you nailed it with uh with, with the wardrobe. How was it getting all the appropriate wardrobe for each uh, time period? Yeah, yeah, I'm so glad you asked. Well, it's funny because when I wrote the project, I knew it was just going to be like me trying to make it, you know, with friends. And I was like, I literally wrote the worst show to make on a budget. Each episode is a different historical time yeah. period in a different <laughs> setting with different characters. I was like, why couldn't I have written something that's just two girls talking in an apartment? You know, but I, uh, to your question, I am so lucky because I have extremely talented friends and the costumes are all thanks to one of my best friends, bridesmaid in my wedding, um, Amanda Roberge. She oh, cool. is um, uh, actually getting her master's right now in costume design, but she's worked um, in the theater oh. industry in New York for years. She, oh, but wow. she was, she, so she made like most of those costumes. She wow. made those, well, she made that whole French outfit that I wore. She made wow. that whole thing. Wow. But what was, what was amazing about it, which um, I would give as a tip to like anyone listening to this who's trying to make something low budget, but it seems out of reach. Like she was really making things happen with the budget. So in the Victorian era, there's the great bustles right on the back of uh -huh. the skirts and the French, there's the big side, Fluffy, uh, yeah. like figs, whatever they're called. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> those were just pillows that she tied ribbons to and like tied them to us. Very, so oh, wow. you can make Very things look really effects. realistic yeah. without, without like feeling like you have to go on, you know, some vintage shop and buy this fancy bustle. Like you can, you can really make things happen. So she was very, very creative. Um, and I, we were very lucky to have her because she re did really make the production did she, quality of the Did show. she help you with your Donald Trump costume for your 2016 election special episode? She did. She did. <laughs> the, the, the bane of my existence in that episode was the wig, though. The wig was yes. awful. <laughs> and it was falling apart. Like, the, it was, it, I don't know. So it's so authentic. Was, so it's just like his real hair. Yeah. You could say. <laughs> <laughs> That was a great episode. You actually um, won uh, an, an impression award. Well, I didn't uh, win. I was oh, nominated. Oh, sorry, sorry, thank you. Nominated for impression <laughs> award. By, you can say uh, I won. That's fine. Okay, yeah. In my opinion, <laughs> you won. You heard it here first. We're breaking yeah. news. The awards, um, the awards uh, thing is kind of funny. It's, is it another play on words? The hoo-ha-ha? -ha? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. The hoo-ha-ha -ha awards, which is all about female comics, right? Yeah, that's Elizabeth Banks. <laughs> Elizabeth Banks made that site, yeah. Uh, and it's all for women in comedy, so I think it's a great, a great name. <laughs> apparently, apparently, women like verbal irony. That's, that's right. Yeah. That's that's right along lines with your period piece title. Right, right. The hoo ha ha awards. Hoo -ha -ha. I like it a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we did win. Um, period piece did win best original web series in the Hoo Ha Ha Awards, but then yes. I was nominated for so uh, the for impression. Impression. So, yeah. So the period won the Hoo Ha Ha. That's yeah. hysterical. It was wow. on brand for the awards. They just had Indeed. to give it to the. <laughs> did you study Trump or Alec Baldwin for your Trump impression? Trump. Trump. Trump okay. For sure. Okay. But uh, but yeah, it was interesting. It was interesting working on that. Um, it was really fun. At first, I thought I was going to use a guy, you know, a guy, and I was going to play the right. Megyn Kelly character right. in that episode. Um, but then I was... was coming out all over. Yes. Yeah. Perfect. But then I was trying to figure out. Uh, yeah, that is what it was inspired. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It was back on. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then my friends were like, why don't you just play Trump then and 
get someone else to play Megan Kelly. So it was really, it was an unexpected thing that I did that, but it was really fun and I had a lot of fun doing it. Oh, it's fun. You did well, I'm going to admit the whole series has a, has a great flow. So. Uh, <laughs> can I put that as a quote uh, on my you website? You can. Oh, but yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Said, <laughs> accredited. Yes. So it has an amazing flow. Can. <laughs> Praise for period piece. It has right. a really great flow. It's really funny. And of course you can check it out. Period piece official. Dot com. Yes. Official website. Um. Now, um, are th- are you going to do more episodes? I mean, I saw that you pretty much uh, stopped producing in 2016. Uh, is it going to get another run? You know, I, I've been thinking about it a lot lately, and I yeah. wish I had thought of this earlier, but now with TikTok coming back, I was like, I should have started making these on TikTok. So now yeah. I'm kind of thinking about maybe I could try to, I mean, it is a shorter, th- it would have to be like 15 seconds long or something. I don't know TikTok very well, but I think they're like- You can like, do a minute now. Yeah, oh, we can do a minute? Oh, great. Perfect. Perfect. Two, so two episodes per like episode. Right? Oh yeah, I could do really, really short ones, but I thought that would be fun maybe to Women prefer short periods, this is what I hear. It's, yeah. yeah, it is true. Did <laughs> <laughs> you have that favorite? Have yourself um, like tying together your love of um like the period series and maybe like a um Christmas uh, movie? Uh, tie it together. I like, should do it. a Christmas one. About I, period. I, oh yes. I feel like, like I had one. A period piece Christmas. A, a special, special a special period Christmas. Yeah, I, I had one. I should look back in my notes. You can call it the most wonderful time of the month. <laughs> or bloody, bloody Christmas. Or I mean, there's so many things you can come up with. Yeah. So many things. <laughs> so many things. Wow. One of my favorite episodes was your Wild West uh, episode. <laughs> mostly due to I what you Mostly due to what you were wearing. I must say that costume was really sexy. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know if I would have described it that way, but thank you. I'm yeah, no, you did that. You hey, everybody's got different thank attractions, you. and maybe it's just, know, it falls into Al's niche. <laughs> I, and the episode, um, the modern era of the um, period piece, where the the your date discovers uh, blood on his bed sheets, and it completely turns it off, and he wants to leave, and he still, and you st- you offer him ten blowjobs. And he still wants to leave your apartment. And I'm like, my mind is blown. I, I feel like that's a really good counteroffer. 10 BJ is a solid counteroffer. It's counter a pretty offer. good counteroffer. Yeah. Some, some people are just really freaked out, you know? You know? Yeah. You, can, you, can, you can find a better man. Yeah, I, mean, I think <laughs> I need to broaden his horizon. That's a great deal, I think. <laughs> that's a great deal. <laughs> I love your it. favorite period that you did? Or, or like, peer, like time, time period, or both. Yeah. Or like your favorite both. time period, or your favorite period period. <laughs> um, episode wise, um, I did love Victorian England. That one was so fun, uh, and it was the first one we shot. Um, biblical times was fun as well. Um, and actually, the older the older woman in that episode is my mom. Oh wow! We, we, we shot that in my backyard in my at my parents' house, and so we we're like, "Will you just be in this episode?" So she came out. She's not an actor or anything, but she was like, "That was nerve wracking. I don't think I like being in front of the camera." Um, but in terms of style, I think my favorite was the 1920s. I really loved that one. We shot it like a silent film with oh, like it was black was- and white. That yeah, was great. With, the like, title cards. Are great. Yeah, yeah, it was really so like stylistically that one was, and the acting wise, it was like very kind of like, over exaggerated, like how a silent yeah. film would be. So it was it was very fun to make. You that went one full chaplain. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Were there any time periods that you didn't do that you wish you would have done, or 
would like to do in the future possibly yeah. there there are a lot um actually because i found a bunch of stuff and i i do have more episodes um my my father's actually from this isn't a time period but my father's from india um and i wanted to do one that was like based around indian stigmatization uh right. about periods um and then there there were there were a lot but hopefully hopefully i'll make some on tiktok and then um, yeah I can see we can make some more and you can see what I yeah. what I remember I came up with. Yeah, I'm not I up the uh, Wild West um, costume. You what you pull up the Wild West costume? I just you, did, yes. Do you agree with me? Money about it. Yeah, I was on, on the money. money. Okay, I was on the money. That one it was tough because that one I had to as you see if you watch the episode I enter the bar and we were shooting right. at a real bar in um, in Williamsburg, which actually I just saw on a list has closed permanently in Aww. 2020. So shout oh, out to wow. Norman's Kill in Williamsburg. We, we loved shooting there. Um, but I had to start like out on the street. Um, and uh, so I was just, you know, out there. But my my dad was there in town that weekend. So yeah. He stood out on the street with like a sheet. <laughs> To shield me from because my costume it was very revealing. So right. he was like, I'll just stand very. out here and hold this so no one can <laughs> So both parents got involved. That's awesome. Yeah. I'd love to talk about um being a biracial, yes. Uh, yeah. uh half Indian, half American. Do you find yourself still playing your typical more Caucasian roles or do you have you ever been cast as Indian or any other ethnicities? No, um, it's mostly been Caucasian, um, yeah. which is very disappointing. I actually have a feature that I'm working on that like deals, it's a fictional uh, mm -hmm. screenplay, but it deals with my very real struggle of being biracial, but being very white presenting. Um, and it's it's really difficult. I think it like has Allie, affected yep. I mean, Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I so think my, it's, yeah. yeah my, la my last name's Lopez. I'm over a quarter Mexican, but I, I look like a young Republican poster boy. Like nobody <laughs> sees it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm half think, Filipino. Oh wow! Yeah. See, yeah. we're all incognito. Yes. Yep. <laughs> um, but what I I think what I struggle with now is that I think I do have features that are more Indian mm -hmm. and not Caucasian. So then I struggle. I I it's like both. I I don't look yeah. white enough for certain things, but then I don't look Indian enough. So it's been oh, definitely a real struggle that I think. Uh, now that I've had time to reflect has affected my life in other aspects, not just my acting career, kind of oh. my self identity and understanding who I am. And yeah. um, I have two sisters and we've, they look more kind of like they're not totally white. And so even we've had different experiences of how people have reacted to us. Um, mm. So it's, it's been interesting to talk to them about it and try to figure that out. And uh, I think this script will be a great way. It's been very cathartic to be writing yeah, that script. That's, that's a great way. Also, have you thought about Bollywood? Like a lot of things <laughs> don't produce you? Yeah. yeah, my dad has often been like, you should go and try to make it, like learn Hindi and go and try to make yeah. it in Bollywood. But pro pro part of why he says that, which is problematic is because of the color of my skin, because like mm -hmm. yes. light toned skin is um, very, you know, thought of as very you know valuable exotic. and very beautiful and yeah, exotic. exotic over there yes uh, yes yes, yes. <laughs> right There's a special cross over in india <laughs> right yeah right but so, yes my dad has has tried to encourage me to do that <laughs> and you got you got to learn how to dance you got to close every number with that whole dancing yeah I'm actually, I'm actually a requirement. dancer so i think i can do i've done yeah? some bollywood awesome. dancing so i think i could i think i could handle that it's more than i have to learn the hindi more <laughs> 
I love that. That is awesome. And uh, another great film I guess we have to talk about is um, the one you did with Mira Servino. Um, Indiscretion, you played Rebecca in this yeah. film. Um, what was it like? Did you work closely with Mira in your scene? Was she your scene Yeah. Partner? Yeah, yes. I had two small scenes um, and they were both with Mira, which Love was it. unbelievable. You know, it was like, oh, great. Yeah. I got to have Oscar you know, a, yeah. a small role. Yeah. But I got to, you know, act with uh, with Mira uh, and Chris Bacchus was in one of the scenes as well, who's Mira Servino's husband um, right. as well. So that was that was a really fun experience. That one was great because I was just an actor. So I got to kind of like do my scenes and then walk off the set and How you know, cool. be done being an actor. But, you know, on Ring for Christmas, it was obviously like, oh, let's go over the pages for tomorrow. Make sure the schedule's all <laughs> set. Like, make sure. When you're a lead, um, it's a completely nonstop. different thing. Yeah. yeah. And the writer. Well, too, and writer and producer. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I was gonna- yeah, I was going to ask that. I've never crossed over, right? Like tons of my actor friends have tried over. to. Yeah, no, you know, they, they've become like the dual threat. They've tried to triple hit. And I've never really had the desire to. Having done the process, are you more content to just be a performer? Or did you like the added aspect of control that being the producer writer gave you? Um, I I did like it. Um, I I do think I look forward to doing more projects where I can just be an actor because there is something mm-hmm. so nice about that. Like not feeling like you have to have, you know, be responsible for the entire production. You know, that's a lot of pressure to, to feel so that way. So much, right? Yeah. So much um, is going on. Yeah. But I will say uh, on the, on the con on the other side of it, like being an actor it's really difficult to feel like you have any sort of autonomy or any sort of control over your career. It feels very much like I'm waiting for someone else to give me this opportunity. Um, right. And so it, it, for me, it's felt very empowering to, to be in that position because I'm like, oh, I can actually control my career for once and I can, you know, make this project. And at the end of the day, I can feel proud that I, you know, made something um, and I got to do what I love, which is act. Um, but I think I'm looking forward to the day where it doesn't feel as much of a necessity, you know, like I'm writing this part cause I want to play the lead in this movie, you know, where it'll be more of a, um, you know, like an added bonus that I get to produce and write what I want to, but I also am acting in other projects as well. Awesome. Liliana, you're such a great talent. Uh, I think comedy is just, you're, you're, your strong point. I think you're just excellent based on the period pieces watching it. Oh, and I can't, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to watch your A Ring for Christmas uh, <laughs> film on Up TV, guys. Up TV this Sunday, <laughs> 9 p.m. That's uh, December 13th, guys. Set your DVRs if you're not going to be home or just watch that. Mine's already set, but I probably will be home because we're in a pandemic. I'm but, uh, always home. <laughs> <laughs> always home, Liliana. Yeah. Always home. Hey, we appreciate the content. We have nothing else to do. So thanks for cranking Thank it out. You. <laughs> <laughs> did you did you shoot pre-pandemic or, or during the pandemic? Yes, we shot pre, we shot actually in 2019. And then, okay. um, we ju- we did do a couple reshoots in February, right before, right before the okay. lockdown. Yeah, like when I, when it. we were there, we had no, you know, thoughts of oh, is this happening? You know, and then as soon as we got mm-hmm. back, like a month later, it was it had hit. So we were lucky. We, we were very very lucky. Awesome <laughs> way to Lily- sneak it in. Yeah. Liliana, thank you so much. This is an incredible interview here on Below the Belt Show. If you could let us know who you are, uh, throw out a plug for a ring for Christmas. 
let us know you're on Below the Belt show. Throw out a funny catchphrase or whatever you want at the end. Oh, great. Um, hi, I'm Liliana Tandon, starring in A Ring for Christmas on Up TV. Um, wishing everybody a very happy holiday and everyone a happy good riddance to 2020. We're almost there. (laughs) I love that. That was perfect. (laughs) This is our Christmas show. That was perfect. And uh, Chachi will take the honors for the snapshot. Yes, do a snapshot here on the count of three. One. I looked more Christmassy. You can change real quick. Should I put my hat on? I have you one. You have the hat? Yeah. You yeah. Oh, throw yeah. the hat on. Yeah. Go, go, go. I think I'll serve my Santa hat for the final Christmas show. I got a Santa hat on. I need to get my own Santa hat. I'm stealing <laughs> my husband's. <laughs> All right. Oh, there sweet. you go. I love All right. it. All right, ready? All right. On the count of three. One, two, three. There we go. I think that may be the first one ever with my eyes open. I'm never, I never <laughs> land the picture well. I never, I'm bad at it. Does it look good, Josh? Yeah. Awesome. Everybody's eyes are open a little bit. <laughs> All right, Liliana, Hi. thank you so much. Have a Merry Christmas. Happy Holiday. Happy New Year as, you know, as, as well as we can during this time. Um, and, and Watching on Sunday. And, yes, um, yeah. and it, uh, it's playing throughout the season. So if you can't watch on Sunday, you can look on UpTV's website. There's a schedule for when it will be playing. Oh, okay. and, and if you don't have cable, which I know a lot of people, like I don't, I don't have cable, um, you can go on philo.com, that's P-H-I-L-O, and download uh, the app on your smart TV or make an account for your computer. And you can Thank watch you for, for those seven. Alternates. Yeah, you can watch live for seven days free on Philo. So that's oh, how you can watch. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, could, I, could I also, I know this is the end of the show and we should have done this at the beginning. Could I, <laughs> could I be introduced to everybody on the call? As well? Oh, yes. I don't yes. know everyone's name. Yes. I'm really sorry. Well, I'm, I'm the host of the show, Al, host and creator and founder, Al Soto. Yes. And okay, Not go ahead. Fly. <laughs> I'm Ali Dash. Martin Lopez. Ah, nice to meet everyone. And uh, myself, <laughs> Martin, and Ali are actors as well. Amazing. Ali is a voiceover actor. Yeah. Yeah, so we we totally understand the notion of controlling your destiny, right? Yeah. So it's it's are, a whole different thing. How are you guys all feeling during like COVID and all? Bored. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just not, you yeah. know, like, I would Ready. love to be working, I'd love to be I putting, miss but, working you know, just, so much. Right? Yeah. Ready to tough. be back to the regular, the normal life and be back on set. I'd love to be back on set safe. I know there's right? still production rolling, yeah. but. Yeah, but they're really like, limited and it's yeah. a different feel. Like, I was talking to Line yeah. about it the other day. You gotta, like, you gotta keep moving people in and off set to handle the whatever, and nobody can be. It's an odd thing, man. It's, yeah. it's tough. I'm writing actually a couple short films right now because I was like, I'm going to write some shorts that are two people. They can have like a three person crew. We'd be able to make that during COVID, you know, There you go. because you have to kind of try to adapt these days right. for, yeah. for that. Yeah. yeah. Liliana, thanks so much. You're wonderful. Thank you, Thank you so yeah. much for having me. It was so nice well, follow, to meet Follow you on Instagram. You got an official Instagram? Yes. IG? Liliana yeah. Tandon at Liliana Tandon. All right. Ah. Or wait, at L Tandon. Wait, what's my Instagram? <laughs> L Tandon. I just had to ask my fiance what my Instagram was. Oh, what's your normal name? I found you. Yeah, it's, it's your normal name. 
Okay. Awesome. <laughs> well, yeah, thanks so much. This is wonderful. Thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me and Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Right. Thank you, too. Merry See you. Thanks. Bye. Right, bye. Bye. All right. That was awesome. Liliana. Yeah, she was great. And done. Mm-hmm. And you know, I said, uh, gonna... I'm so glad she did the happy holiday or Merry Christmas catchphrase because I, I really meant to say that because we're doing our Christmas shows and I like it when they do the holiday catchphrases at the end. So she actually read my mind. And you can merge it together. Which was great. Well, no, she actually said it without me saying it. The, the, the Merry Christmas. Oh, she said it in the promo? Oh, in the promo, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. cool. So I thought that was great. It was that perfect. She that. Awesome. Yeah, it was perfect. Absolutely perfect. So we got about 10 more minutes and I'm going to throw out a couple more things before I wrap up tonight's show. What an incredible show so far, though, guys. Um, um, I do need to watch Euphoria because they had two, they have two specials. One that aired last Sunday. The other one they announced will air on Sunday, January twenty fourth. Uh, these two episodes will be a bridge from season one and two. If you guys haven't seen Euphoria, it's amazing, guys. It's a very dark coming of age. I like um, it. Drama. I like it a lot. You seen it, Martin? Yeah. Zendaya certainly. That's, would, okay, would you, that's Zendaya. Would you say Zendaya's uh, deserving of the Emmy uh, win? For her role? Or do you I mean, think... See, here's the thing. It's an ensemble piece. Like, it's really yeah. not about one person. There's so many characters that move in and out, you know? You yeah, know? okay. So, I mean, I'm not saying undeserving, but I, I felt like I really liked the show. The piece was good. Okay. I'm not sure, left to my own devices, I would have picked out any one actor that I thought was exceptional in it. I really think oh. it's an ensemble piece. Okay. I thought she did fantastic, but more mainly because she she's the character that had to go through much shit. I mean, she she OD'd. She had to uh, look um, legitimately like she OD'd, and and um, you know it was a very just powerful, very powerful role. And uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of people thought she was you know too young to receive the Emmy. You know, there's so many other actresses they could have given it to, but I don't know. Um, all right. Um, also on HBO, but HBO Max is a comedy pilot called Minx. Um, Jake Johnson of New Girl um, is on board. Um, and it's set in the 70s, uh, 1970s L.A. Uh, centers around a young feminist uh, who joins forces with a low-rent publisher to create the first erotic magazine for women. Okay. <laughs> interesting. Speaking of interesting, yeah, guys. Oh, got your interest. This is something I did not expect to ever see, but a biopic of sorts to Colonel Sanders of right? Chucky Fried Chicken fame. Now, when I first saw this, I thought this was a meme and a joke. It had to be. It had to be a joke. How do you cast Mario Lopez as, as a young, super sexy Colonel Sanders? Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's I called A Recipe. That. For seduction and oh, it is the Colonel's secret herbs and spices with romance. <laughs> oh my God! So they're calling it a mini movie. It's only 15 minutes long. It's a 15 minute bite sized film. Interesting. It's kind of like what Queeby was trying to do, right? I mean, uh, wait, wait, the the Mario Lopez the Colonel Sanders thing is. It's yeah. They're describing it as a mini movie. We can't have a two-hour movie on Colonel Sanders. Well, um, I wouldn't have done the thing at it. all. So, they could have yeah. stretched it out for two hours. You right? think so? <laughs> I don't well, know. Well, maybe, maybe even at least one hour, but a 15-minute bite-sized film? I don't know. Interesting, but it will, um, it will it premiere. It makes sense to me. I don't <laughs> it premieres, uh Also December 13th. Uh, that's, a, that's a former um, BTV guest. Yeah. 
right. in person, in person, Mario Lopez. Yeah, yeah. At the AC uh, Slater. At the Carroll County Farm. Yeah, well, Harford County. Okay. Or should I say yeah. Albert Clifford? Oh. Yeah. Albert <laughs> that was a lifetime movie. Yeah. Looks like it'd be like on a romance novel. Yeah. Uh, AMC News, Fear the Walking Dead, has been renewed for season seven. Chacha, I know you're excited about that. I can't wait. Fear is really good. You got to give season six a shot. Don't lie to me. I watched the first two seasons, and then I lost interest. I I quit after one. One was so bad, I couldn't keep going. Yeah, I watched like half of the first Okay, it season. Gets I might watch the first season. Season one was good. So season bad. two was okay. I enjoyed season one, but season yeah. two. Season yeah, I enjoyed it. Not, it wasn't as good as Walking Dead, but I did enjoy the first season of Fear. Three, four, five, eh. six. They brought it back. I don't know what they did. Care. Like you, you, you can't suck for like. You know, three seasons, three yeah. seasons, and then you bring it back. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's, I, 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 I heard it got better later, and yeah. I was like, it's way too much heavy lifting. Yeah. It's not worth it. For yeah. Me. yeah. We I got still never went nowadays. back. And, I still never went back and watched Walking Dead again. Yeah. I oh. miss like I was obsessed with I that know, show, and then like Carl, but yeah. it, it, they, they have, like, do you know how it now. ends? Well, like it just. <sighs> well, we finally have one more season, so now you gotta watch, Allie. <laughs> I, know, I, I heard it got better, but I was just it's so bitter great. because he was supposed to be. I know it was the, he was the focus of the source material, the comic book. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, yeah. That sucks. And they screwed him over too. Yeah, he bought a house in Atlanta yeah. and everything. Yeah, I don't know, kind of crazy bitter. on that decision. I know you're better. Yeah, um, but, but, I mean, you know, we have so many different series nowadays we can watch, like so many different channels. It's not like back in the '80s we had like three network <laughs> channels and we're stuck watching *Fear the Walking Dead* after they right. stuck for like three seasons. Right. You gotta keep, you gotta keep the quality high nowadays. Come on now. This actually has my interest. A Silence of the Lambs sequel called Clarice. Um, one of the other actresses, not um, um, Jodie Foster, um, but it's, um, yeah, uh, it's uh, Rebecca Breeds as FBI agent Clarice Starling, set for February premiere. There's a little teaser, not a full trailer, but a little teaser that's up right now. Um, so that should be pretty cool. But it has and, to do with Hannibal Lecter, right? Well, so, um, basically, he's a scribe. FBI agent. Yeah, she's an FBI agent, basically. Um, and um, do I have any other information on it? Maybe I didn't. Um, we'll find out when it comes out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, we're not going to get it. I know there have been some iterations of Hannibal that's come out over yeah, the years. So. Several. This, and this is called a sequel, <laughs> so this is probably after she gets over the horror that is Anthony Hopkins, Hannibal, and all that. Yeah. Um. So. Well, he thought, escapes. So. But he does escape. So. I, I yeah. End of the Science of the Lamb. He's he's buzzed loose. That's right. That's right. Um. So I'm not sure which way they're going with it. Yeah. So. Maybe uh, he keeps sending her postcards, and she's got to tour the U.S. and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> episodically discover whatever he's yeah, leading her to. That's a very interesting <laughs> point. Yeah. Uh, Topher Grace of that '70s show's fame is has a new um, a new um, sitcom on ABC. It's got an interesting premise. It's uh, he's one of three adult siblings, uh, and the siblings have very different lifestyles. One is at the top one percent of you know, so very wealthy. One is in the middle class, and one who's barely holding on. Um, so um, interesting. Um, it's called Home Economics. Um, we'll see how it does, you know? I, 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 was... w- I wonder if that's like a failure for him. Because remember, he left 
that 70s show whilst they were still filming <laughs> to be a big Hollywood star. Remember, like the last oh. season and a half is without him. Yes. And he was, he was right. like, I'm, he was like I'm, never... too, I'm too big for this now. And, and he's done some good role, like Black Klansman. He was great in. I don't know if any of you guys saw Black Klansman. Yeah, but um, he's never been a leading guy. He never really cracked all the way through. Like, he's yeah. always been a principal. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, in, but, in films, he's like a 15, 20 minutes of screen time guy. That's who he but, is. But, yeah, but not really the leading male type. Yeah, definitely. That's what I'm saying. 100% okay. not the leading male. Yeah. Even though he's had great roles, no doubt. Um, his role, again, his role in, in as David Duke in, in uh, Black Klansman was pretty crazy. Um, this is a show you might like, Chachi. It's called Single Drunk Female. Um, it's a comedy that's going to be on the three four. Go on. So, go on. <laughs> after a spectacularly embarrassing public breakdown, irreverent alcoholic Samantha Fink, played by Sophia Black de Elia, is forced to move in home with her mother. They call her a smother, and it's Ali Sheedy, Chachi. You got, really? I know you love those 80s icons like yeah. Ali Sheedy. Her mother's Ali Sheedy? Ali Sheedy, who's more of a smother, okay. who wants her to sober up and avoid jail time. But when her child, childhood friend reveals surprising news, Samantha realizes she no longer qualifies as a party girl. She's a walking disaster. So hmm. there you go. <laughs> that sounds interesting. Yeah, yeah, single drunk female. Martin, you know something about single drunk females. Don't you? <laughs> I know to avoid them at all costs. <laughs> uh, it is Tyler not Hawk- worth the aggregation. <laughs> <laughs> I like women oh, who can form complete sentences. Yes, it matters yes. to me. <laughs> CW's um, Lois and Clark, the new Superman series. Uh, they just uh, showed a sneak peek of Superman's new suit. This is Tyler Hoechlin. So uh, his character was introduced in Supergirl, and as you know, they, he has a spinoff series in Superman and Lois, uh, which a lot of people are describing where Smallville ended. It kind of just resumes that spot in the timeline, yeah. even though it's different actors. But you know, we get to Lois. I mean, how many and... Superman things are we going to need? Like, I mean, did, this, well, this had the um, clip. Yeah. The Krypton um, series about his home Which planet. Yeah, that's like, true. We have the Krypton. We have the, yeah, you yeah. saw it. I haven't seen it. Yeah. It's so it's not worth watching. It's bad. It's that bad. Really? Um, but actually, before Sad. that, I was, shot, like, I was excited. It's bad. Yeah. Before that, the only series was um, small. I don't think there's hadn't been any more. So. Lois um, and Clark. Yeah, Lois and Clark. But that Lois and Clark was before Smallville, wasn't it? Well, I mean, now. I mean, now. How many series do we right. have now? Oh, total, total. Oh, we have, the... like, so many different movies and yeah. crossovers. And... That's true. That's and Supergirl is the same thing. Like, yeah. yeah, Supergirl. We've got, there's a billion comic book characters. They can... and, and, and CW is still at it again. They're going to develop a new CW, DC show uh, called Naomi. This character is simply called Naomi. Um, follows a girl's journey from her smallwood small town to the height of the multiverse and um i'm not really familiar with this character i'm sure mike the general is odd he's yeah he'd know he'd be all over that shit yeah he, he would know mm-hmm. exactly what be, oh naomi oh, yeah it's not a 1980s <laughs> that's a newer character i know you're gonna say 1985 <laughs> no, i was gonna say 93 but Oh, 93. No, I think she's a relatively new character, yeah. She's based on the character from, nine, from 93. The original oh. Mike Me, which um, was um, 
I don't know. Uh, that's what he would have said. Yeah, he would have uh, said you know, we would we would have got the origin story and <laughs> yeah, the small release comic and then the the general the run yeah, for the general yeah. public. Oh, the general, the general. Yeah, yeah, been, this, had, this had three issues printed. Yeah, in, in the mid nineties and like had a lot of potential. General's been MIA. We haven't heard from him in a while. Really? Yeah, it's a mystery. You he's okay. You heard? We have um, myself and Flex, the resident rock star. We both have not heard from him. Really? Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's a little odd, but hopefully we'll get to the bottom of that. They have him on the show, um, one of these Christmas episodes. Yeah, his birthday's coming up, so we gotta we gotta sell it. Viewers, if you have any information on the whereabouts of General Zod, please call the show. (laughs) (laughs) Chachi, wasn't it just your birthday too? Because aren't our birthdays close together? Yeah, it was on the ninth. Mine was the twenty fifth. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you both. Belated birthday for Ali Dash too. Aw. November birthdays. Right. Mhm. I was actually my mom went into labor on Thanksgiving. Oh really? Mm-hmm. I do every year. Into the holiday. Epic dinner. I hate when my birthday is on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. It's so celebrated, right? Like you yeah. take a Nobody cares about my birthday. Our friend Virginia has a Christmas birthday. Imagine that's gotta be the worst. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, you're competing with Jesus. You got no shot. And all the shot. She was the day before. Thanks. The day before Thanksgiving was my birthday. Right. Yeah, I was supposed to be born in December, and I'm like, screw that. I'm gonna, I'm, nope. <laughs> I'm gonna come out early because I'm not getting screwed every year. <laughs> I was supposed to be the end. I was born a month early too. I was supposed yeah. to be born around Christmas. Oh, right. that'd be the worst. Like, here's oh, your. And that happened. That happened to Jesus every year. He got both. Like, well, of you had similar birth stories. Mm-hmm. What? Both yeah. born in November, both supposed to be. Uh, expected in December. Oh. Yeah. That happened to Jesus every year. They're like, here's your Christmas and birthday gift. Mm-hmm. Happens yes. every year. All right, let's wrap it up, guys. Um, really quick, NBC Superstore will be ending with its current sixth season. You know what? They lost their main cast member, America Ferrera. Of, co- of course, they were gonna, um, you know, just you know, wrap up the show. You know, after she wanted to leave the show. You know. That yeah, I was really actually made- on that set um, when I did the tour of. Um, like who did that one? Um, Universal. Is that who did that? Yeah, um, it was one of the tours. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, actually, I went into the superstore on the tour. Yeah. And they were decorated for Valentine's Day at the time. At the time, cool. Was and, it cool? Like, I had the registers there and all that stuff. It was a pretty cool looking store. I mean, it's, it was a lot of products in that store. Like it was, you know, it's a lot of detail on that set. Never tuned in. It just didn't appear. I never, yeah, I never watched the show either. Watch show either. You know what? That. Interesting, because you were kind of mocking the MTV um, Film and TV Awards. Oh yeah, but, I, I will to the but, day I die. Now, th- this one was actually... Me too. They, Screw those things. They decided to do Greatest of All Time. So yeah. you might actually like some of the winners chosen because they went all the way to the 80s. Yeah, they, they didn't do... just here. Okay. Okay. All right. Good. The Greatest of All Time Dance Your Ass Off Award goes to... Kevin, no, oh, Kevin, Kevin Bacon. Bacon. Footloose. Footloose. Okay, I'm surprised. Uh, greatest of All Time Comedy and he, and he's white, so MTV actually gave it to a white guy from the 80s? Yes. That's surprising. Greatest of All Time Comedy Giant, but not Giant in Size... Is Kevin Hart. Greatest of all time dynamic duo, Drew Barrymore and Adam Sandler. And they actually hinted that every decade they've done a movie together. They've done a lot of movies together. Yeah. And they're coming up on like a decade, kind of hinted that they will do one more movie together, but. They're we'll hooking up. Happens, it's a long-term yeah. affair. That's what's going on. <laughs> yeah. only, like, the, the only, Adam only Sandler's wife is in like every movie of his. Yeah. Yeah. So they met on set of Big Daddy, and so ever since, like any movie Adam Sandler's in, his wife is in. 
Yeah. Oh, that's super cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. You'll no. like this too, Chachi. Um, Scream Queen, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. For so Halloween. They, for Halloween, they go all the way back. And of course, she was great in the, the new Halloween. This one was my favorite. Legendary Lip Lock, greatest of all time. Sarah Michelle Geller and Selma Blair in Cruel Intentions. Right. Pretty good Everybody one. remembers that kiss. That was really good. What? I, I remember saw... when I remember when that came out because I was um I think it was like nine. nine right. And like I wanted so I would I would turn on MTV MTV <laughs> and like because I wasn't allowed to go see it. But so you, I'd you know, all the trailers haven't seen that iconic lesbian kiss when well, no, i've seen oh yeah i've seen the kiss, the kiss. okay i've yeah. seen like i've seen parts of the movie but, but i remember like when it was right. coming out i wanted to go see it so bad yeah, nobody knows oh, yeah the movie's a remake really it's a remake of yeah there's a, a much older film called dangerous liaisons right with oh, uh john malkovich and uh yes, of the, yes. it, it's it's a phenomenal film so dangerous liaisons like it's one of the oh, i, I own it I it's a that. period piece it's the same story set in 17th century france and cruel intentions is just a 1990s update of the exact uh, same story uh, uh, very nice. i don't mind that because they, they call it a different name it's a different time period and stuff yeah that's fine but i hate when they just you know Call it the same. Oh, and they're very different films. Like if you if you watch them, the general characters and premise are the same, but like they're very separate films. And they're I think they're better that way, which is your point. Like this is a different story. But they actually actually, um recreated their kiss, um, I heard for the awards. Yeah, I I, you Um, know what? I want to watch it. I haven't had a chance to watch yet. But uh, now that's what Blair has like uh, what she has. She has like health issues, so right? She actually yeah. is suffering from MS right now. Child. Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw a picture of her like she had her cane, but she was kissing Sarah Michelle so, Gellar. They were recreating the kiss. Now I now I really need to watch it. Well, um, I remember they like did a pair. Watch it well, I forgot what I, movie I, it, was. it was. Like one of the scary movies, or like not another team yeah, movie where they did. I know like, what you parody. did last summer. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Uh, Heartbreaking Breakup, Jason Siegel and Kristen Bell in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Uh, greatest of all time, Zero to Hero, William Zabka uh, um, as Johnny Lawrence in both Karate Kid and Cobra Kai, Chachi. What do you think wow. of that? Wow. So this is a better show for you, I think. This is, this is I'll, I'll still never watch it, but like... Right. <laughs> what do they come up with these categories for? Like, yeah. Like, like, like best movie starring Michael J. Fox. Um, <laughs> well, great, you know, these weird okay. categories. Yeah. The best breakup. That was the one where Jason Segel like wrote in that he would be naked, naked for the breakup. Right. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Exactly. MTV can't trick me to watch one of their award shows anymore. I don't care what they do. They got uh, the whole greatest... news cast on there. I'm not going to be tricked. Instead of a hero, it's a Shiro, uh, Gal Gadot for Wonder Woman. And greatest. A what? A Gal Gadot for Shiro. It rhymes with hero. You know, female just, hero. They're just saying. Female hero. Shiro. Yeah. Shiro and Badass but Chick Award. <laughs> wait, but, but isn't, isn't hero her, anyways? Yes, but they want to go clever with the woke term and put But she hero in. is H E R, her. That's true. That's already a woman, anyways. Uh, yeah. It's like a play that, on words, like yeah. period piece. Yeah, hero doesn't sound as good as she. Yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like he-o. Her-o. It's like he And this is one with, that none of us will dispute. <laughs> Greatest of all time, hero for the ages, Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther. So there you go, guys. No doubt. Rest in peace. Um, it's interesting because, you know, they want Letitia Wright to be the next Black Panther. Um due to um, 
Chadwick's Yep, who plays yeah. Shuri. Yeah. Due to Chadwick's passing, but she actually got some controversy. She apparently is questioning the legitimacy of the COVID-19 vaccine. And she says, mm-hmm. apparently is very skeptical of climate change and accuses and the accusations of China and spreading it. Um, so apparently she deleted all her social media. Do people um, hate her now? Well, I don't know. if they. Yeah, it seems like it was considered controversial. She's a flat earther, huh? Um, it's really hard to get behind somebody that doesn't believe in science. It's really yeah. hard. Yes, I agree. I agree. I totally agree with you. So, um, you know, I mean, yeah, but I mean, anti-vaxxer, come on now. We need this fucking vaccine to get back mm-hmm. to normal life. We need all vaccines. There's you no know, good anti-vaxxer. That's why measles are coming back. There's yeah. a reason not oh, everyone's no. dying like the olden times. Everybody's dying. I, mean, I don't blame like somebody for being skeptical and... about uh, – Productions yeah. are getting shut down. Yeah, I, don't, I don't blame somebody for being skeptical about a vaccine that's not out yet and it's being – you know, yes. quickly produced, and people don't know side effects yet. I mean, if, if someone's saying, like, oh, I don't want to take the polio vaccine, I'm like, okay, you're an asshole. Yeah. I understand people being uneasy about a brand-new vaccine that hasn't shown side effects or whatever yet. Yeah, so yeah or been rushed to market. I haven't heard I comments. I don't know what she was referring to, but I'm just saying right. that. Well, it's crazy, because uh, Jeremiah, remember the rapper that we had, Chef Sean? Yeah. You were, the, the, his oh, uh, the his rapping. His rapping partner, Jeremiah, who was featured in that music video and that song, he actually suffered from COVID, and he actually had to go to the hospital. He, he was transferred uh, out of the ICU after being on a ventilator while battling um, COVID-19, and he said COVID-19 is real and not to be taken uh, lately. Um, so he's an example of a young person that was affected by it. And um, this is crazy. So Gloria Stefan, she's an older woman, true, but she uh, contracted COVID-19 by talking to a fan who oh. had no mask on. So Jeez. this is going to kind of change a lot of celebrities' perspective with talking and interacting with their fans yeah, yeah. until a vaccine is out, you know? Because, you know, obviously everybody knows who knows me. That's all I, I do like to, you know, talk up to a celebrity every once in a while. Once in a while. Once in a once while. Once in a while. Yes, yeah. You can get your photo. You have every now and then. Get my photo. You need, like, a scrapbook, Al, to put, hey, like, man, all your... He got- he got the hand on the chest from Rosario Dawson. Thank he got you. the he got the <laughs> close you. friend pick from Rosario. We partied hard that night. Wasn't a good party? Oh, man. Right? Wasn't a fun party? Oh, yeah. A, a funnier die party. The White House correspondence. That was a. Yeah. Um, Rudy Giuliani, star of Borat, also got COVID nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> star, star of Borat. Borat. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> too. You know what star I'm talking about? Yeah. Pivotal scene. <laughs> That, that that was a railroad job there. He wasn't. I that was not as bad dude, as they're trying to make it out to be. Dude, it was I watched it. I watched it too. It was a total railroad job. Yeah. It's so funny that like he had like he's so like how does he not know yeah. who Borat is? Like how is? Well, he wasn't in the room. Like, it was he was just in a full costume as a cameraman. Yeah, not as Borat, but a different costume. Yeah, I'm not sure I would have recognized. But like nonetheless, if this hot girl interviews you yes. in a hell room and you're Rudy Giuliani and she's like let's take our let's take our drinks into the bedroom and yeah. like, you gotta know this is going in a good well, this spot is the thing I don't understand Rudy had to have signed off on it because it's his likeness right yeah, so yeah. I'm wondering if this was the only scripted aspect of the film what do you guys think of that because everyone else he interacted were kind of like he's everyday not happy about it he's no. not happy about it okay no, yeah, I'm sure he felt fine with what he filmed, but I'm sure they edited it in a way to make, make him look bad after the fact. Oh. Yeah. But, but he wouldn't, yeah, I don't think he would have sounded off on it if he thought it was 
going to be negative against him. Right. But he legit probably wanted to hook up with that girl, right? 100%. I mean, he was on the bed. But or not, I'm sure he wanted to. I mean, any, yeah. any like... She was 25 you know, like, in real life. But is, is, he, is he married? Is he not married? Or widowed? Or, or... If he has he a wife, then that's what... Famous people cheat all the time. And just, <laughs> you know. Even if you don't, even if you didn't cheat it, you still, you still like to like have some, some attention from like... Uh, attractive um, younger person, you know. Yeah, oh he's going for more than attention. Though, cause that's what I'm saying. You go to the back room. He lies down yeah. on the bed. Like you know the direction this is headed, man. This oh is not... my god. Yeah, they were gonna play checkers. Did you see the video of him farting? On, yeah. On... Oh my yeah, god. Oh my Saturday god. Live. Saturday Live. Was... Yeah, it was that so... wasn't the only time he farted. And like the look on the girl's face sitting next to him yes! when yeah. he farted. He's standing up. I saw that. Oh my god, that was hysterical. And then like. I don't know what he did, like who his like purse like hair person or makeup like when he right. was like sweating the like yeah. is that a rough week and, and then um Colin just made a joke that he fell out of the bat of of Joker's uh bat of acid or something like that I don't know fighting Batman he was making a joke about it all right we have some rest in pieces to announce David Lander the actor who played Squiggy on Happy Days spinoff Laverne and Shirley died due to complications from MS yeah. and I think that is what um. Selma Blair uh, currently is yeah. battling MS. Um, yeah, passed away at like, um, 73. Then he's actually on Better Call Saul. He was, really? No, oh, then he was. Not Squiggy. Oh, Squiggy. Well, the the, the actor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, they, were, they were the friends on the show of Laverne and Shirley. Oh, interesting. Um, let's see. We also lost Pamela Tiflin, star of the 62 remake. 1962 remake of State Fair. Passed away at the age of 78. Uh, Natalie Dessel Reed, comedy actress, who starred opposite Halle Berry in the 1997 movie BAPS. B-A-P-S. Is that to not be confused with WAP? Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, uh, Too soon. Too soon? Oh, my God. Malcolm Mammerstein, screenwriter, worked on the soap opera Dark Shadows. Pete's Dragon, remember that one? Uh, Return from Witch Mountain and Spies, passed with age of 92. Um, David Sheehan, uh, journalist in Hollywood, three decades covering um, for L.A. TV stations, had passed away. Terry Porter, agent and film music executive who played drums in a 60s rock group, The Lemon Pipers. Passed away at the age of 73. And these are two sad ones because they're two very young. I mean, this is a, they're just tragic ones. Um, one is uh, the Bad Girls Club. Whitney Collings died um, near her hometown of Boston at the age of 33. Very Man. young. Um, cause of death is unknown. And, of course, when you hear something like that, you think of the worst, like, um, you know, no D or something. Yeah. Pills, exactly. Suicide. And that's what makes it really Little sad. Robin Williams action. Yeah. And this was related to the pills issue because this woman's daughter was featured in a documentary at Sundance called Audrey and Daisy. And Daisy Coleman um, had passed away a while ago. Her mother committed suicide she was so distraught over oh man her daughter's passing oh. her husband died and her son died in a car accident years apart so basically this woman lost her entire family um and they were all featured in this audrey and daisy documentary 
and this woman Melinda just took her own life. Wow. Horrible. So Damn. One of the saddest things I've ever read, man. It was so sad. That's horrific. Horrific. And of course, with uh, death, we um, celebrate life for those above ground. Uh, Judy Dench. <laughs> Judy Dench is 86. <laughs> you know? Bo, Bo Bridges is 79. Yeah. Um, that's, that's a silver cloud. A silver lining on the. That's a silver lining, yeah. yeah. yeah Michael Dorn uh, from Star Trek Next Generation 68. John Malkovich is 63. Donnie Osmond, 63. Um, Felicity Hoffman, now out of the um, out of prison for her uh, college tuition. Oh, yeah. 58. Cara uh, <laughs> uh, DeGuardi, remember her, Chachi, from American Idol? She's yeah. 50 today. Uh, Jesse Metcalf is 42. Simon Halberg of Big Bang Theory is 40. And um, that's birthdays. That's birthdays today, guys. And Congrats that's the are... people above ground. Above ground. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a holiday episode. I guess it I should have changed my tone. Yeah, keep it cheery. Yeah, this is a great episode, guys. Thank you so much to the, the panel for being a part of one of three. We love Christmas so much. We're celebrating love it Christmas. three times next three, week. The and, three shows of Christmas, like the 12 and, days of Christmas. Yep. And a special recording day of December 22nd. And our that will be our final show of this of 2020. And then we're taking our holiday hiatus break for two weeks. So it's oh. uh, so get your B2B in for the holidays, guys. Uh, thank you so much to the panel, including the one and only Allie Dash. Allie, got anything to plug or promote or anything uh, going on right now? Uh, not until probably after Christmas. Um, oh, I did. I did do a voiceover, but I don't know where it's going to be heard um, for. It was like for the Nutcracker. Um, oh, cool. I, don't, I know it's like airing, um, but it's in another state. Um, but I'm, I don't know. Where do you play that. on the Nutcracker? Well, no, I'm like it's a voiceover spot. Um, so you're narrating. Like yeah, narrating like a, a book. So I don't know if it's being oh, cool. played. Like yeah, I was gonna say they don't talk in the Nutcracker. It's no, no, it's music. <laughs> it's like a story about the Nutcracker, and it's so I don't yeah. know if they're gonna play that bit before the televised performance. Right. Um, but we'll have to find out. Um, so that's the only thing. Awesome. Thank Martin Lopez, <laughs> thank you so much for being a part of BTB again. We missed a uh, having you. Anything to plug or promote? Nope. I'm on lockdown from COVID until further notice. Yeah, aren't we all? I don't think we have yeah. anything to promote, yeah. sadly, right? I had, I, like, literally in the last, like, what, four or five months, I had, like, two auditions, but nothing near a, a production or actually doing a real thing. Right. So what are you going <laughs> to... The only work Thanks. I've done is here. <laughs> Thanks for being a part of BTV. In your closet. Martin, for our holiday episode. Chachmafai, the king of the 80s. Um, great to have you uh, again. Um, yeah. And, of course, Lillian. Yeah, I want to uh, wish a Merry Christmas to Allie and Martin, yes. since I'm sure I won't see them um, yes. in the next few episodes. But yeah. Merry Christmas. Christmas. Merry Christmas. And I know I'll see you, Al. I'll be around here for yes, a couple yes. weeks. We got to thank Liliana Tandon. She's yeah, she's great. awesome. Good Lovely. She's great. Um, I'm going to go learn more about periods after the show. Next time I see you guys, you're going to be all time. the experts. I think I'm, I'm going to watch all the pieces of period. That's right. A Ring for Christmas um, rebroadcast on um, Up TV if you have Up TV if you have Comcast. 
Xfinity, Time Warner, whatever cable package you have, should have Up TV. Um, a lot of classics on Up TV. A lot of holiday movies around this time as well. So check it out. I'm Al Celebrity Soda, your host with the most, and um, picked a closing Christmas cut from our guest from last week because when I was downloading Megan Dia tracks, they released a Christmas album a couple of years ago, oh. and it was actually really good, really good. So I decided to play uh, their track, uh, Winter Wonderland. Uh, so this is Megan Dia's uh, cover of the cool Christmas cut. Close out the show. Winter Wonderland with Megan Dia, of course, Dia Frampton uh, from NBC's The Voice. And, of course, she has a holiday movie called I Hate New Year's, uh, which is uh, available on Video On Demand. All right, guys. Until next week, we'll see you guys. Until then, peace, peace and good peace and goodwill to men. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. Sleigh bells ring. Are you listening? In the lane, snow is glistening. A beautiful sight. We're happy tonight. Walking in a winter wonderland Gone away is the bluebird Here to stay is the new bird He sings a love song as we go along Walking in a winter wonderland In the meadow we can build a snowman And pretend that he is Parson Brown He'll say I am married, we'll say no man But you can do the job while you're in town Songs available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and BelowTheBeltShow.com Well, it has been a ill show tonight and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying Until next time, keep chilling. Like a villain. Bye, 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 bye.